Welcome to House Common Blood, where the strangers are family. Every episode contains graphic content, including but not limited to copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, be they infants or immortals, fantasy drug use, nudity, mentions of sex, and sound effects of various qualities. We cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult themes. You have been warned. May the albatross guide your way. Welcome to House Comblood. I'm Gray, your DM and host, and we're a D&D 5B podcast currently playing the adventure Hangman March of Storms. This story follows a group of misfits facing sentient calamities threatening to destroy the world, led by a Genasi army called the Rebirth Bastion. In a nutshell, our party of former prisoners, once used for covert operations by the uh, Giuliano's government, embarks on a journey. They have confronted an emotional vampire controlling the town of Shayam, which was made of a thinking slime mimic, a sentient calamity. After a fierce battle, they defeated the vampire, but not without consequence, such as a curse from a hag, as an example. Having broken free from the imprisonment, the group sets off, even delivering cookies to another hag. However, one member of the party is cursed to kill a living seal, leading them to a dungeon with a burial site for a Tarrasque. This dungeon was created by an architect wizard turned Elder Brain named Owen. To break said curse, they agreed to an unusual pact, transplanting the Elder Brain of a wizard into the skeleton, the undead skeleton of a Tarrasque. Adding to the intrigue, a fire genasi necromancer named Phoenix, serving as lieutenant to Infernalix the Ashbringer, has a keen interest in the skeleton and has now teleported himself to the burial site of the Trask. This is pretty easy to catch on to, fairly simple, cut and clear plot. I'm joined here today by my players, Mega. Hello, I am Mega and I play the Otterboy Triton Eddie as well as their constant companion, Eddie, and similarly named entities and otherwise. Called by Seer, who does not want to speak to us right now, who hates us. I suffer. Um, repeat it one more time, I just was staring at a wall. Introduce yourself. Oh, you're right. Hi, guys. I am Moomin. I usually play a very fiery Genasi alchemist artificer who currently is as powerful as a candle right now and followed by our spectator mavet hello everybody i play mavet so hafidash the astral monk spore druid hybrid who was recently reborn and is taking a spectator role in today's episode mm-hmm. you mind uh defining that a little bit more clearly for me mavet uh what does that mean so because I am on daddy duty today, I will be telling the party through our Discord things that I would do in case a, a, a roleplay moment arises. I will attempt to talk when possible, 
and we will be having Eddie also controlling Mavet. <laughs> and our, if on the wild chance Mavet dies, are you okay with that outcome? From dust he was to dust he will become. It is all a cycle. Noted. Finally, Nita. Good morning. Hi there, okay. Nita here. I play Aaliyah Oblock, and she is the human cleric sorcerer. Hey, that seems to be our band of misfits here. Okay, now last session, had a little bit of a doozy there. You guys spoke to Iorgu, uh, the gatekeeper to the Grave of Ill Omens, where the undead Traskelton lies. And you told them someone broke into the sanctuary. Uh, he allowed you guys within his makeshift uh, throne room inside of a greenhouse. And he allowed all of you to attempt to enter the Grave of Ill Omens. But there was a uh, an obstacle, a bunch of uh, thorny branches that were very, very hard to cut and burn. You guys brute forced your way through, I believe, spending, let's see if I, about uh, around uh, three to four hours trying to uh, burn through it. And best case scenario, because it would have taken a hell of a lot longer if resources were not spent. You guys went into the Grave of Ill Omens, met a fae by the name of Oakley. There are two of them, a twin set. And they asked the entire party they would like to race. And we're in the middle of said race with one Oakley taking the lead with a sprint and the other one frolking far behind, sandwiched in this little hodgepodge of adventures. Did I forget anything? I mean, Eddie had a chat. Oh, yes. He had a heart heart to heart. Um, Eddie, actually, I feel like you can do this a little bit more justice than I can. Mind uh, informing the audience a quick uh, boil down of what that chat uh, became? You see, Eddie was quite uh, distressed, so Eddie decided to check in on Eddie, and after Eddie had a nice conversation with Eddie about what it means to, to what it means to like grow as a person, especially since Eddie doesn't really know how to be a person, so they eventually came to an understanding that uh, Eddie is allowed to be Eddie and to experience things that only Eddie can, even if it might hurt Eddie. Anyone confused? Good. All right. <laughs> Is everyone ready for today? It's going to be a little wild. We're going to hit the ground running here. Yeah, slight athletics check just to see where everyone is here. Um, Or Eddie, your, yours is a uh, pull out there. Um, yeah, we chose it to fly, so... Uh. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think of how I want to actually do that. For uh, you in particular, it's not quite athletics. Um, I'm going to give a alternative option specifically for you. <sighs> this is a little cheap, I know, but uh, because your magic stems from charisma, I'm just going to have it be a, a charisma, a straight charisma check. Um, everyone will be able to add guidance if they have guidance. I think I have everything proper, and I'm going to request a rule from everyone. I want everyone to make me an athletics, uh, specifically Mega, uh, charisma check, and we're going to determine an order here. I can't help but notice that you never let me make a gay roll. No. Unfortunately enough, we only make straight rolls here. Or <laughs> with 17. Makes sense. I initiated the race. Ooh. Oh my god. Fucking Eddie with the 28. Jesus That's a Christ. natural 20. 
just out of curiosity, uh, Eddie, well, I like I like to think that Eddie is actually kind of like doing like backstrokes during the race, <laughs> like he's swimming on top of the water. We're gonna put ourselves into a uh, little uh, initiative order here, a little rank and file order here, and uh, one more important note that. I don't want to forget about, and I uh, forgot to mention in the recap, uh, at the start of the race, uh, there were spores that were spread all throughout the uh, uh, battlefield here. And each person in this race had a spore go to their hand and sprout out a wooden woven potted plant with a single flower that they're carrying. I appreciate the name Dumbbird. Yep. Uh, most of the party's feeling pretty buff today. Yes, here, beat me up. Gotta put those muscles to work. Yeah, I know. Jesus. I was gonna say, like, in my mind, like, uh, had an idea that one of these boys would be uh, leading, but apparently I was wrong. So, uh, yeah. You guys are doing pretty fucking good here. Uh, one is, uh, visibly upset that, uh, they, uh, got pushed to the back of the line. The other one's still frolicking here. And we're going to get to uh, the first section of this uh, race here. As you guys are uh, sprinting, sprinting, sprinting. I need to describe the environment. There is a uh, shit ton of uh, trees. You're in the middle of a forest with uh, tall grass. Everything has the texture of dragon stale, uh, scales. Along with uh, that same uh, solid, uh, solidity. Um, if you knock against like uh, a tree by accident, it's like the bark itself is hard as hell. You're not chipping it. If you're stomping over uh, flowers, as you stomp down, it springs back up from its resilience. But everyone begins to uh, sprint forward. I actually kind of want to hear from each person, like, how they're maintaining this uh, position, how they're running. Uh, Eddie, I think you're the most important because it's still good to reemphasize your current position. Like, uh, how are you How are you participating in this race? This is a good start to that question. And uh, role play it for the audience. Well, like I kind of stated before, I imagine that uh, that Eddie is just taking a very like a uh, swimmer's approach to this race, uh, thanks to the uh, the flying boots that he had been gifted. Mm-hmm. So like, so like rather than like you know like actually like looking you know like a forward like you know, like speeding on like Superman or something like that, it's more like uh, doing like a lazy backstroke. And like uh, I feel like what's like really like helping him uh move forward while also still being able to like uh, fully participate without say running into a tree uh mm-hmm. is that the essentially like smoke has started to like billow underneath his back and kind of like whenever like Eddie looks like he's about to like collide into something the smoke just kind of like alters the uh, uh you know like the air pattern so that he just like slips by it not unlike probably an otter in the actual water <laughs> where they just like just like right around the obstacle. Aluya, uh, potted plant in hand. How are you running in this race? You got the heavy armor of yours. Like, how are you maintaining, uh, essentially a, a point of the race? Like maintaining the speed against a flying otter or a, a swimming otter that is currently flying. Uh, so because of the helpful item that she got from Seer, um she takes this opportunity to really hone into that new physique that she has so she kind of takes like this uh, runner's mark but with the potted plant to her chest and you know uh covering it with her other hand that she's got her uh shield attached to and then she just kind of looks at everyone and is like all right here we go 
and then you can, you can see like all the muscles in her legs kind of tighten and then release and then she darts off okay seer same question to you how are you running in this race with potted plant in hand I mean, first off, they thought they were going to be a pretty good speed off until it's like, oh shit, there's two people faster. But ultimately, they know their physics. They're not going to hold it to their chest. They're going to be like, I'm going to take advantage of having my hand holding this potted plant since it's like in the palm of their hand. Kind of like how people, when they fall over, instead of like falling over and dropping the thing, they're very much like holding the thing still in their hand. So they're not afraid of dropping it at the point. It is kind of awkward because I want you to imagine they're running full sprint with their arms side to side. It's like one hand on the side and then the other hand's like helping move. But ultimately how they maintain the speed is by, well, I would easily just say it's like, okay, they are just very much puffing and huffing. They are not a runner, but they are trying their damnedest. And when they see Aaliyah run past them, Aaliyah will hear a very small faint, you're welcome. And uh, Mavet, how are you uh, maintaining uh, being last in your party, but uh, um, being a neck ahead of uh, the two Fae? Eddie, improv. Yeah. <laughs> cover. Cover! It's like, uh, I also imagine, like, uh, Mavet would actually use his, like, uh, I mean, even though, like, the, the plant life in this area is uh, different, um, part of me wants to think that he would actually like try to see if he could surf like a tree. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I kind of imagine like uh, yeah, the surfboard kind of stance on a single piece of land and like uh, basically riding a rolling hill. Um, and uh, Peckins behind that uh, squawks slightly, looks behind, sees that uh, both of uh, the Fey are be uh, behind everyone, and. Uh, is trying to uh, get his bearings here. Um, and I feel like before we uh, reach the first interesting point of this race, I yeah, I guess uh, one of the Oakleys is going to taunt you. You're not sure which one. Uh, you know what? I think it starts off as a little bit of uh, mockery to uh, the uh, one to the other. Just going, uh, why, why are you back here? Shouldn't you be in front? And the other one just says, shut up, shut up. And uh, when the kids yells towards the party, uh, why rush to finish when you can make an entrance? <laughs> and giggles a little bit at that as they are swinging branch by branch, uh, making their way through yeah, thickets of uh, uh, vegetation here. Um, Eddie, as you're uh, going along, going along, we are going to go to the next scene. Are you thinking to himself, I mean, I always come right on time. The awkward thing is that I tend to be late or I don't come at all. Just not great with parties. That's what we're talking about, right? I mean, it is kind of a party. Holy cow, we're mega-sized tokens. Yeah, mega-sized tokens. Ah! Um, but, uh, Mega, as you, uh, come around here, this is what you see. Alright, so as you, uh, begin to, uh, float up here, uh, Mega, uh, although not an obstacle to you, per se... Uh, you do uh, see an issue for uh, the party as uh, you begin to see uh, water on the ground. And uh, what starts off as uh, shimmering like uh, puddles of water that span across the road, it eventually gets to uh, the point of just like uh, small flooded areas. But by a cursory glance, it doesn't look deep, at least with uh, your passive investigation here. But it it's just a 
a natural obstacle that might uh, slow down your allies here. Um, it depends. Are you just going to fly over this and just uh, keep proceeding forward? Uh, oh, hey, dudes, watch your step. Literally, watch your step. Telling them to watch their step, and you uh, fly over this uh, tiny obstacle. And uh, I can tell you that's about 300 feet long. All right. Unless uh, you have anything uh, else to add to this, uh, Mega, I'm going to move on to uh, Luya in this order. You bypass the check. Aluya, you uh, come across uh, this water as it starts to uh, get up to your, uh, yeah, I would say uh, uh, midpoint onto your boots. Okay. Um, hmm. mm-hmm. A large amount of water, but again, same as uh, a good old uh, Eddie, it doesn't look uh, deep. Um, are there any, can I do like hop around from like rock to rock to try and avoid the water as much as possible? Uh, a lot of the uh, objects in the water are spread out pretty damn far. It doesn't seem feasible to jump uh, rock to rock or uh, log to log, but there are various objects in the water. Trying to see what I can do. <laughs> uh, keep in mind, Aluya, it is uh, 300 feet long. Okay. I encourage uh, everyone while Aluya is thinking to come up with your own plans, questions, uh, what have you. You know what? We're just going to trudge on through because I don't want to use anything. All right. Um, everyone else will see this, but, uh, Aluya, I'm gonna have to ask you to make a dexterity throw at disadvantage. Okay. Okay. Um, with a, uh, two plus one, um, Aluya, you begin charging through, charging through, and as you go through, uh, the water, you fall way deep into it. <laughs> I'm gonna use my ring to succeed. You're gonna use your ring to succeed? Okay. Yeah. Um, you still have not passed the obstacle, but you do not fall in. Um, so I guess uh, the way that I'm going to uh, narrate this here is as you begin to run along, there is a sudden and very deep switch to, uh, (laughs) the ground here as one of your legs, uh, goes really, really deep into it. But with a success, I will say that, uh, you're standing on water, Aluya. I'm standing on the water? Yes, as you begin to run. One leg dips really deep into it. The other one, as you begin to flail, falling, uh, catches tension on top of the water. And you raise yourself up, and you are standing on water. I don't think I'm going to question it. (laughs) It's going to help me to my advantage. And just kind of keep pushing on. Don't know what that was about, but great. We move. Uh, Okay. You keep charging forward without investigating. Gotcha. Uh, make me another. I've got a last one. Uh, dexterity saving uh, throw at disadvantage here. I'll make you roll. Water just wants to give you a hug. And that is a one. Still have my ring. I'm going to use okay. it again. Got my last Okay. Charm. Oh my god. Why? You, you know what? Me as the DM, I, I feel nice enough to say this. Are you sure? That you want to use that last charge. I guess I won't. I'll sink and die. If you want to sink and die. I'm just making sure because I I may have hinted at it, but with, with this session, there is going to be combat. I'm just asking if you want to use that particular uh, last resource here. All right, I'll save my last two charges then, instead of just having one left. We see Aluya fall deep within the water. <laughs> Mavet, you are, or sorry, Seer would be the next one. 
Seer, uh, as you uh, run up here, you will see that your friend Aluya sunk deep into the water. What do you do? Before I run into danger like a lemming, I will survey the scene to be like, what the fuck happened? And then I'll act because I have an idea how to keep Aluya alive if they're about to die. So okay. Just be more careful about the, you know, the water environment. Just like, huh. <laughs> it's a race. Who's got time for investigations in a race? We got to go, go, go. We got to win. <laughs> People that know or that try to watch where they're going. Okay. So what are you doing, uh, Seer? One more time for me. <laughs> I, I'm trying to see. It's like, what is wrong with this area? Okay. We can do a uh, perception check would be appropriate. No, investigation. Investigation. All right, let's do it. Wow. 27. Um, you see, uh, uh, as Aluya was uh, floundering about there, um, confused about the death of the water and standing on top, um, what I will give you is the water itself, where uh, Aluya was standing on the water, there was a reflection of a rock where she found ground. So very much is like the reason why they didn't fall in is because they caught themselves and then they kept running and then they fell into the thing that had nothing, basically. Where she fell in, there was no reflection. It was just water. Where she was standing, there was a reflection. Damn. All right, I will go to the reflection. I'm going to see if I could see Aluya because I might have to just save Aluya because they're the one that can sink and die from their heavy armor. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're going to assist uh, Aluya here? We'll first run on the reflected water and then look to see where Aluya fell. Um, I will say, if you do assist Aluya, you will... I I'm just going to put it out there. You're going to be uh, forsaking your uh, progress in this race. You're essentially halting. You okay with that? I am okay with that because what's worse than losing a race? Losing a life from mm. not looking where you're going. No need for a check. Just give me the flavor. Very much, they kind of run over. They look into the area where Aluya fell that has no reflection. They see basically see Aluya just bobbing in and out into this water. It's like a little bump. I would say like a um, boyo or whatever. I'm trying to remember what it was. A, bu a buoy. And basically Aluya is in this awkward situation of like their newfound strength that's working against them is now they are not used to trying to swim with armor in water. Because usually they used to just be like, I'm going to sink because I'm going to die since I can't hold this armor. Now they're like, I can hold this armor, but what do I do now? Seer's going to basically just get onto their knees, be like, slam their face into the water and put their hand in to grab Aluya. They're not very strong, but they're strong enough that they could get Aluya to reach to grab something to get them out of the water. As Seer's hair is out again. Uh... Aluya, what do you add to that? Oh, Jesus. All right. Oh, God. Thank you. I don't know what happened, but I'm so glad you're here. Steer makes a strange face, but then goes back to their thing and go like, You're welcome. Please look where you're going. I'd rather not have a companion die from, and I will say this as kindly as possible, from their ignorance. This voice echoes in your mind. Watch your step. Watch your step. <laughs> Um, Mavet, how are you getting through this obstacle? Assume all information is being shared. So did I pass my roll or not? Uh, what? So you're brute forcing it? Yeah. Okay. I'm in dead last. I'm more focused. Uh, um, since I'm in 
in the back of the pack. I'm like, I just keep on running, keep on running. So uh, my vet would just, whatever line he is in, he would just be running straight. Okay, I'll make uh, the roll for you. Doing straight athletics here. You too uh, fall into the water, uh, getting halted. It seems like uh, Eddie is the only one to uh, pass through this obstacle without uh, any issue. And with that, I imagine all the party members in the water, covered in mud, and uh, right besides you guys, like uh, a side profile angle of all this action happening, we see a child just running across the water without any issue, uh, sticking out their tongue and uh, putting, you know, thumbs in the ears and wiggling their flanges as they uh, pass you by. And as Mavet sinks down into the water, his before his right arm, arm goes down you see him sinking as his middle twig slowly gets submerged mm. <laughs> um, Aluya, do you actually want to do a lightning bolt on them i'm willing to make the roll is with that totally within uh reason to attack i think <laughs> i think actually that's very on brand never mind go for it <laughs> very on brand child water yes <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right that aside um the other oakley uh, uh skipping actually uh, stops for a moment to help uh Louis as well and uh is basically like uh assisting seer on uh getting them out you're a good bird Pekin. yeah oh yeah i need to do peckins hang on i forgot about peckins here i was about to respond looking at it go like i think they're delirious like it's a small child helping um, you know what? Uh, Peckins actually does something. Uh, he walks up to uh, the water here, looks side to, uh, looks side to side, and just shakes his head and touches himself. And we see a couple feathers like uh, fly off of him, falling to the ground, crumbling to dust. And he begins to uh, flap his wings and fly over. Just as he flies over, just like uh, lowers to uh, lowers two of his taloned hands, incidentally with the middle talon. Like on each hand, showing everybody below, and uh, he bypasses uh, the check uh, flying forward here. Okay, and uh, actually, side note: I feel like the I feel like the first Oakley would probably be enough of a dick to just like jump <laughs> on everybody else's head in the water. Yeah, yep, a hundred percent. Yep, boom. yep, it, that that happens. Um, the Oakley that isn't a dick that's uh, helping out Aluya pats her on the back and. Uh, just says, it's all right, it's all right. Then the one leading, running across uh, the water, screams at you, slow and steady wins the race, and sticks out their tongue, laughing. So since Mavet is sinking to the bottom, he's not really worried about swimming back up. He is going to essentially keep on running until his feet touch the bottom of this body of water. And then he will use shape water to change the opacity of the squares in front of him to see through it and make sure he doesn't run into anything. Uh, what opacity? Very dark? Very light? Uh, make it clear. Very, you're making the water clear? Yes, in front of me so I can see where I'm going. Okay. You fall extremely fucking deep, actually. Um, let's uh, actually make a roll for you. Um, we're gonna do a uh, dexterity check at a disadvantage here. And you got a fucking 15. Yeah, uh, you managed to avoid it, but uh, your plans seem to almost hamper you more. I will say 
that uh, um, any more checks or movement are unnecessary. You you won't be uh, you won't be getting the second win from this obstacle. This ate up your guys' time, and you guys are struggling to get past it, but you eventually do. Um, the uh, new order here is yeah, uh, good old Eddie followed by uh, Peckins and uh, Oakley going neck and neck. Then uh, everyone at the same point here, Seer, Aluia, Mavet, and the second Oakley all are in the uh, same uh, same position. And we get to the uh, second point here. Eddie, you reach a uh, fork in the road. There are five roads that branch off here. Five trails. Um... And from each path, you hear an animal noise. Although it's a cacophony of noises, you can make a check to determine uh, the animal for uh, each creature. And I will provide you the options of survival and uh, investigation as an option. Unless uh, you have any alternatives. Uh, well, I can't really think of like, any, what would you... <laughs> be other alternative checks i mean like besides like nature but like uh, that's not much different from yeah the other well that's that's just important for me to uh, offer to the other players as well that's why i was asking and uh yes that is a good option as well if you'd like to take nature you can but those are your three options investigation nature survival uh just for a total of 16 Excellent. Uh, let me look at the ones you identify. And keep in mind, this is going from left to right, okay? And we're going to number them in order. One, two, three, four, five. Far left, one, you hear the moan of a whale. The uh, second path, going from the left to the right, you hear the hiss of a velociraptor. The third road, to the right of that, you hear the trumpet of an elephant. You said you got a 16. Lucky bitch, because guess what the DC was? 16. Uh, The uh, fourth road to the right of that is the growl of a polar bear. The fifth and final one is the squawking of an emu. Which path do you go down? Just to clarify, just really quick, we'll go in order one more time, left to right. Whale, velociraptor, elephant, polar bear, emu. Uh, so he doesn't really have context for like uh, which would be an... like uh, the best path, uh, he's going to go down the whale path. Okay, going down the whale path. I've got you. Um, okay, Eddie goes down uh, the whale path, and then we see uh, Oakley and uh, the bird here as uh, they uh, uh, stop at this fork. Unfortunately, the party's pretty spread out here with one taking the lead, one taking the back. Um, I'm going to say with these two, uh, Peckins follows uh, Eddie's lead, and uh, Oakley stays in the frame for a second before a fade-out. Then, we have the rest of the party. Again, I'm going to offer you guys the same information. Uh, Eddie got a really good roll. From left to right, one, two, three, four, five, we have the moan of a whale, the hiss of a velociraptor, the trumpet of an elephant, the growl of a polar bear, and the squawking of an emu. Um, I will go in order here. Uh, Seer, what would you like to do? Would you like to make a check, or would you like to pick a path? I will make a check by investigating, since it's like five paths. Okay. Uh, What are you investigating for? Well, I saw where people went, you know? So, ultimately, what I'm trying to see, it's like, is that the correct path? Uh, That's a hard one, because I... I 
Although I'm saying information's getting passed uh, uh, passed around, I, I would hesitate that you would uh, see where uh, Eddie led off to. Uh, Peckins, well, with Peckins, I, I might allow it here because uh, you guys are fairly close, but I'm gonna need a perception check if you wanna watch out for Oakley's uh, decision here. Um, but uh, yes, uh, you wanna make an investigation check for what exactly? I was hoping for the safest option, mainly because I don't mind being dead last. I would not mind winning the race, but the big thing is I'm sitting there going, like, going into mama bear mode, where I'm sitting there going, like, oh my god, am I going to literally have to just be in the back just to make sure people don't die? Um, I can offer you a history check if uh, you're trying to narrow down your options here, or like uh, try to get a grasp at uh, what's happening. I would like that history check. Um, before I actually make this roll, uh, does anyone else in the party dealing with the obstacle at this moment, uh, would any one of you like to assist with this roll, or are you going to let uh, Seer handle it? Nope, I will assist in that Seer is next to me. Guidance. Um, if you are just aiding, then we can, uh, well, actually I want to know, how are you aiding? Besides, uh, the guidance, because the guidance is always, you know, the default. How are you, uh, assisting with, uh, history with this? Uh, does he, because uh, I'm used to the forest area from, you know, behind where I live and certain paths look a little bit more sketchy than others or maybe animal sounds that I might have heard of uh, using that knowledge to see which would be better for us. Okay, um, if it wasn't for that final little tagline, I would have actually said no. But uh, with that, Seer, uh, you will get an advantage on your roll. 20. 20, yeah. Here's what I can tell you. I, I can't give you the answer to this uh, uh, riddle, but I can uh, cross out some options. Um, it is extremely unnatural to hear the moan of a whale in a forest. It is extremely unnatural to hear the growl of specifically a polar bear within this forest, leaving you with two three and five as your options velociraptor elephant emu i mean i wish i could be like oh the velociraptor is obvious but then i sat there go like we're covered we have a place covered in dragon scales but i'm sitting there go like huh i think a better uh question is if those are uh unnatural what's most natural around in this area what what uh a animals would you uh be likely to see in a forest i in mean this setting yes Honestly, it's not the emu because they don't like densely forested areas. They can be, but they're not like big. That would be like a turkey or a cassowary. Yep. But in this case, I'll pick the raptor. I'm sitting there going like, that makes sense. They used to run around in the ancient times in woods and forest areas. More to the point, uh, it's actually established of the ecology around this area with a dynamic between velociraptors and a certain uh, beast, um, a jabberwock, which uh, everyone in this party is familiar with. Mm -hmm. um, that aside, uh, I assume Seer takes this path. Uh, does everyone follow, or does uh, everyone want to do more checks? No, I mean... Oh, well, am I with the party, or am I behind? Yes, them? you You are uh, all... Everyone's at the same pace here. You guys are okay. racing for last place. I would cast speak with animals and then listen to what each one of them is saying since you said they're all making sounds. So I would assume they're saying something. With, with speak with animals, do you need to see the animal? I'd like to spell that you cast on yourself. 
you cast on yourself and you can understand what they're saying? Yes. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, here, here's uh, let me read through that spell just real quick before I open up my big mouth here. By the way, what was the distance between first and last place anyway? Um, it, it's all relative. I'm using tears in my head, but I, I could say like uh, each uh, segment might be between uh, 25 and 50 feet. No, uh, 25 and 30 feet for each section. So. With first, you had a 25-30 foot uh, lead with uh, the Oakley and uh, Peckins. And in turn, they had a uh, 25 to 30 feet lead on uh, the rest of the party. All right. Um, with uh, Speak With Animals, you uh, cast that spell. And funnily enough, it sounds like gibberish. You can't understand what these animals are talking or saying about. It sounds like gibberish. What do you do? Well, people... I tried. Runs to raptor path. Mavet's gonna run towards the elephant, because it's the slowest creature out of them all. Okay, so you're going towards the elephant? Yeah. Okay, good to know. So, Aluians here are uh, going towards uh, the velociraptor, and Mm -hmm. uh, Mavet is going towards uh, the elephant. Good to know. Okay. And uh, just making sure I actually spent your uh, spell slot here. If I had to make an argument, the whale would be the slowest by the fact if it was beached, it'd just die. Yeah, and uh, just to clarify, Mega, you haven't messed with uh, Mavet's uh, uh, spells at all, right? I haven't touched anything. Okay, good, good. Just one. I uh, knocked off a first level spell for you, Mavet. Okay, um, this is what happens. Uh, let's go order of operations here. Uh, Eddie, you and uh, Peckins go down this path. There's a, a clear distance between you as you're going down this path. Uh, Lost Wood style uh, Zelda, you end back uh, where you started and see uh, the rest of the party here. Oh, well then in that case, like uh, since Eddie went down path number one, he just goes on to path number two. <laughs> and you... <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's unfair to say that uh, the party caught up to you at that point. Uh, at that point, you'd be a tier behind. They're still lagging behind you. And if you're going path two, you'll have cleared the obstacle. Um, Peckins falls your lead. Then Seer falls your lead. And Mavet, you are left uh, You are left in uh, dead last here. So I will go. I, I saw them going towards a Velociraptor, and I noticed they're not here. So I'll follow suit on that. Okay. No, but Eddie really is just the kind of person who's just like, I'll get there eventually if I just try all the paths. You're doing, yeah, you're doing really fucking good right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, you are uh, neck and neck with uh, one of uh, the Oakleys here. All right. As you uh, begin to uh, move forward, uh, I think uh, one of uh, the uh, Oakley that's lagging behind with uh, the rest of the crew here, um, I think I uh, might actually say to uh, uh, Seer and uh, Luya, are we taking the scenic route to victory? I mean... If it's scenic, you have to point out the sights. Yay! They seem excited. Um, yeah, and because you guys are tier behind, the other one uh, mocks you as well. Um, this one might actually be uh, uh, more towards Mega because you guys are neck and neck, but they're uh, being uh, overconfident. Uh, the one that's neck and neck with you, Mega, says something uh, up to the effect of, uh, keep up your pace, you're leading from behind! And just keeps dashing, dashing forward, and you guys keep switching first place. I mean, hey, as long as we're having fun, right? Really knits their brow at that. Again, Eddie, you are, uh, no need for a check here. 
as uh, you uh, begin to uh, come up and as you are flying, you see that the area has a bit of a jiggle jiggle to it. Like with uh, the wind, uh, the dirt and the hills begin to wave back and forth. And again, um, actually, I think I might. No, you know what? Unless you want to make any checks, that's uh, perfectly fine with uh, you. Uh, you and Oakley uh, bypass this uh, uh, obstacle. Um, I'm going to give it a moment before I actually pass. Uh, is there anything you'd like to do, or are you just uh, aiming for first place here? I'm like, he's not doing anything in particular, but like... Okay. But he is like curious about like... Like, when you say it's like waving, or it's like, it's just like really windy, or... No, there's a gentle breeze. It just seems to have a very great effect with this uh, terrain. Um, to actually, I, I'm willing to put it this far. Um, say if you had a rock on you, or if you went past a branch and accidentally broke it, as it falls to the ground and makes contact with uh, the grass, you see it sink in before uh, like uh, jumping out slightly, like a trampoline. Which again. The, the twig sunk into the ground and then what? Sunk into the ground and bounced out like a trampoline. Which again, in usual context, uh, in usual uh, context is just unusual. There, there's obviously uh, explanations, reasons in the real world why this could happen. But in this particular area, it is highly unusual what the experiments here was doing, uh, uh, doing when you guys initially got here, with how tough the dirt is, with how tough uh, the grass is, it is particularly uh, unusual. It's like, well, while Eddie is like uh, still going by, he is going to shout, "Have fun with the bouncy house!" <laughs> okay, uh, we uh, get to uh, the other party, uh, other part of the party. We have Sierra, Aluya, uh, the other Oakley, and Peckins, and. Uh, competition for second place here and uh i will say uh everyone does see oakley look uh look concerned at uh mavet in distance like staring back just trying to slow down a bit um what do you all do very much seer is very much in the same mentality as like the oakley because they were just like all right i originally was having fun until we almost drowned what is mavet gonna have happen to them are they just gonna explode so they slow down their pace a little. Okay. Okay, you slow down your pace? A little bit, similar to the Oakley, because they want to show the scenic route, and I think they're going to be like, oh, I don't want this person to miss it. Do you go slower than Oakley? Yes. Okay. Make a uh, third line here. Um, I, I do need to state um, at, at this point with this particular obstacle. Um, Eddie, uh, the pot that you have in your hand, the sapling that is uh, growing... Uh, it, well, I should, uh, explain. It's like one of those, uh, compilation videos that you see of, like, uh, many days crammed together for a, uh, a plant to grow. And you see it begin, uh, the sapling that you have in your pot begin to rise, but not blossom. I should say, as a contrast, uh, my vet, uh, yours has already sprouted and has a, a few, uh, I think one petal. While everyone else, uh, in the middle has a fully sprouted sapling, but no petals. Okay. Uh, Seer, you're uh, waiting for Mavet. Mavet is going to be able to catch up to your position here. Um, I guess I'll ask Aluya. Aluya, what are you doing? You see a Peckins uh, fly over, really flaunting his uh, wings. But uh, strangely enough, it doesn't look like his wings are carrying him. 
So he's having trouble staying. No, I should say he's effortlessly uh, flying over this obstacle. It just doesn't look like his wings are actually causing him to fly. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. He knows the fly spell. Yeah, I yeah. There we go. Then you stress stress that out with an avian character with fucking wings. Um. So I, what we got to this point where there's just grass. There is grass, but it seems to uh, suck in to your boots as you uh, begin to approach. Mm, I will do the thing that Seer told me to do and try to be smart about where I'm going. Can I investigate to see if this is going to be a problem or can I use it to my advantage? Um, Do you grab a rock to investigate or what do you do? Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, you uh, grab uh, a rock and you hear, Hey, toots! I'll look around me. Hey! Hey, down here! She'll look at the grass. No, right here. She'll look at her body. I'm not... Where are you? You look around and the sound is coming from uh, the rock that you picked up. Oh, it's you. Hey, hey, you can trust me. Hop, hop on three stones forward and make a left turn. Uh-huh. Little rock being, um, why should I believe you? Hey, toots, just trust me. Uh, I'm gonna insight check. <laughs> I'll make you uh, the roll here. <sighs> One of the rare moments where if Aaliyah doesn't pass, we're gonna be like, you incited a rock. Mm-hmm. What the hell's wrong with you? I use my, my guidance, right? Yep, you can use your guidance. I don't believe guidance... Oh, uh, are you exhausted by chance? No. Oh, sorry. Um, I accidentally left at disadvantage. We're going to go with the first roll on that one. Was say, a 9, making it 15. So it is proper. Uh, you can uh, roll 1d4. Yep. Uh, it, it is a high DC. Uh, it's hard to tell if it's quite... If it's lying or telling the truth, because usually you have to rely on, like, you know, facial expressions. But mm-hmm. I would say, like, it seems pretty truthful with a, uh, a s- with the 18 by the looks of it. Seems truthful. What's your deal? What's your end game? What do you want from me? I just want you to carry me around. I haven't felt the touch of a woman in a while. That is gross, but, um... It is what it is when you're a rock. Can I only get used to the feet, not the hands? <laughs> I will put you somewhere really warm and squishy if you guide me truthfully to the correct way to win. Aye, Toots, I can do that for you. Do we have a deal? Oh, yeah. Correct path, safe path to win the race. Hop on three stones forward, then make a left turn. We're going to see where this takes us as I put him in between my chest. Yeah, I can't help but notice that Aluya said deal. Why does Aluya keep making deals? Stop it, Aluya. Okay. Aluya, uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you follow the instructions. Uh, you hop three stones forward, make a left turn, and you're going to make a dexterity uh, throw at disadvantage. He's a rock. He only knows so much. I'll say anything to get your attention, toots. He, he, he only knows... He only knows as much uh, as a stone's throw away. <laughs> That's good. Oh. The rock's stuck in an off play. Yep. You fall into the water, and you are with uh, Mavet and Seer here. The other Oakley uh, that is that fell behind is giving you all a very concerned look as they skip and frolic forward slowly, but maintain a lead in front of you. You were saying, Aluya? I said lame. 
I'll repeat, lame. Hey, Tuts. It's just me and you on the ground here. <laughs> rock. I'm letting go of the rock. He's gonna sink. Think, think, think. Hey, Tuts. Um, Seer, so Mavet, you've seen the same thing here. Aluya talking to Rock. And she seemed to be, uh, uh, she seemed to get caught up with, uh, the suction of the hills. Ah, <sighs> Mavet, if you want to go ahead, you may do so. Uh, I'll fish them out again. Fish them out. And again, I'm gonna put you one step behind. <laughs> okay, Mavet, what are you doing? Is, uh, is this the bouncy place? Yep, it's the bouncy place. Okay. So, Mavet will just attempt to, uh, follow, follow the boy... And if he noticed himself slinking and then coming back out like a trampoline, like you said, he would try to bounce higher and higher in one spot and then try to launch himself. But clarifying question, which Oakley? The Oakley that was going neck and neck with uh, Eddie that was uh, keeping lead or the one that was frolicking with you guys? Frolicking. Okay. Um, Following their path. Um, It's going to have to be an investigation for that one. Um, and you know what? Insight as well. I'm going to force an insight with you. They'll make uh, two rolls for me. Investigation and insight. Okay, first of all, uh, with your insight check, uh, you can tell that uh, the Oakley, uh, the Sprawlking, is deliberately taking the slowest path possible while progressing forward. Um, other than that, you can follow the route exactly if you want to follow. But uh, it, you will pass. You just won't significantly pass. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go slow. I guess, uh, importantly enough, are you uh, passing the Frolking uh, Oakley? Because you can. Yeah, so that's my goal. I wonder if, am I bouncing a lot or no? Yes, you are. Okay, so with that, I want to try to bounce, taking the still being slow, but every bounce, I want to try to attempt to bounce higher, like sinking more in the ground to get more elasticity, like a trampoline, making myself tighter in a ball and then see if I can launch myself in front of him. I, I'm not going to need to check for that. I'm just going to allow it because, again, you found a uh, secure path and you have uh, overcome this obstacle. Got a pretty new layer, uh, new racing layers here. Just to announce uh, the positions on this race. We got uh, Louis, or I should say uh, Eddie and uh, Oakley, number one, uh, racing neck and neck the entire time. Um... You know what? I'm going to offer it to you because it does seem a little strange uh, since this person seems to be gliding through these obstacles with uh, no issue whatsoever. Um, for a Mega, I'm going to offer you a... I'm going to say... Perception. Yeah, no, with a 9 Perception, I, well, I feel like you have Tunnel Vision. Eyes on the prize, man. You want to get to the finishing line. And I, I feel like uh, it's, it's more towards like it's uh, speaking to your inner nature. This is like a breath of fresh air after all the bullshit you've been dealing with the last couple days. But uh, yeah, we have uh, Eddie and uh, the first Oakley going neck and neck. We have Peckins and Mavet uh, leading in uh, competition for second. Uh, the third Oakley in fifth place. Aluya in sixth place. And Seer in seventh. All right. Let's uh, get to the uh, last uh, part here. Um, one of, uh, the Oakleys says, yeah, I, I feel like, uh, the final taunt is, uh, from, yeah, the second Oakley, the one in third place, but it's loud enough for everyone to hear, but it's directed towards a Luya and, uh, a Seer with a little bit of a grumble in their tone. I think, uh, Oakley says, you know, some, uh, some of you are in a hurry to win, but you're in no rush to be in first. And... 
I'm going to say that, uh, Eddie, uh, you do see in the distance a trash skeleton, and it seems like you are going to reach it. Um, no more obstacles. You, it is clear that you can get ahead of this child. Do you try to beat this child? Hmm. I think Eddie would let the kid win. Okay. Mavet. He's just he's just here for the ride. <laughs> Mavet, you would need a skill check, but would you like to take over and run past uh, Eddie and uh, the first Oakley? So Mavet would wait until the last place catches up. Uh, just to clarify, uh, your flower did change with your position, Mavet. And I, I should offer the same thing to you, Mega, is as you're getting closer uh, at your pace, uh, the flower has uh, three petals on it. And uh, when you finish, it will have four out of five. Um, Mavet, uh, same scenario, but one less uh, petal. Um, sorry, uh, would you like to make a check to uh, a pass Oakley and uh, Mega here? Uh, yeah, I'm going to stay behind and wait until I can have Sierra Mavet or Spear and Aluya um, catch up with me. Yeah. So if I need to just stand there, I will. Um, trying to imagine if uh, Peckins is trying to win as well. Um, I- I'm going to make a roll because it can go either way for uh, Peckins. Make it a d20 roll. Uh, 10 and under, he's going to let uh, other people finish before him. On 10 and uh, 11 and higher, uh, Peckins is going to try to win. Peckins really wants to win, and I accidentally rolled Oakley, but it doesn't matter. All right, Peckins is actually going to make an Arcana check to try to win. I love how it's like, Eddie's like, I'm going to let this kid win. And then we have Mavet being like, I'm going to wait till everybody catches up so I can at least feel like I'm going to win. And then you have Peckins being like, fuck you all, going to win. <laughs> he, he doesn't. Uh, unfortunately, with uh, his 13, uh, he does not have enough speed to uh, beat the child. Uh, we see uh, the first Oakley go past and into the area. Apparently, uh, they figured out a finishing line in their head, and the kid is screaming, raising their hands up, and just says, the winner is not me. <laughs> Eddie, uh, do you finish after? The, he doesn't really have any reason to stop. Like I said, he's just like here along for the ride. <laughs> Okay, so you finish in second place then? So, yeah, but that's the, the position he winds up finishing in. You finish in second place. My vet, you uh, in third or fourth? Or are you uh, uh, prolonging your position? I'm prolonging until the girls come. Okay, so uh, the second Oakley uh, meets you neck and neck and uh, uh, actually yells at you. Like, uh, actually, are you going backwards? Are you stopping? I'm stopping. I'm just sitting down waiting for them to come. You're going to have to make me a constitution saving throw. Joke's on you. You'll have to make that. Yeah, I know. You are going to make a uh, constitution saving throw. You get a 15 as you take uh, 66 psychic damage. Jesus Christ. What What the hell? I'll explain in a second. Hang on. And it's going to be half because he did pass. Sorry, not psychic. I I apologize. It is not psychic. (laughs) Uh, I would describe this as force as you take 10 damage and I'll explain why as you uh, begin to stop the second Oakley screams at you you can't do that that's cheating and you take damage as the environment itself I shouldn't say the environment but you feel the wind around you begin to 
strain constrict you and hurt you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So did I I put ten damage, not sixty-six. You would be at sixty-four, not sixty-six. Okay. After I take that damage, I guess I would just I wanna walk towards the kids, but who like passed me on the way to the finish line. I just walk back and forth very slowly waiting for the girl still. You're okay, just forward and backwards? Like so not closer and further from the finish line, mainly just like still the same distance but left and right. I I need to know, are you actively going towards the finishing line or are you moving away or are you staying stationary? So I wouldn't say stationary. I need I need a I need a clear indication of the direction you're heading. I make no I don't get any closer to the finish line. You don't get any closer to the finishing line? No. Uh, the Oakley uh, says to you, I'm warning you, we're racing. Continue to do so. I'll take one step closer, and then my vet will act out of breath. Uh, I just need a second. <laughs> we're we're going to need a performance check from you, buddy. I need you to understand that uh, you, <laughs> if you fail, you're going to be making another save. Or do you understand that? That's fine. I mean, my Mavet's main focus is making sure everyone's okay. <laughs> your your choice. Would you like to make a deception or performance? Uh, or unless you can argue for something else. What would you like to do? Performance. You'd like to make a performance. I'll make that check for you. Uh, do you have guidance? I assume I want to be close enough. Or, no, I don't have guidance on me. So. You don't have the spell. <laughs> Got you. Or, sorry, the cantrip. All right. You roll a two, <laughs> a three, coming a two. Uh, you, you're moving forward, forward by one, but you're still... Uh, yeah, the issue is you're pretending to be out of breath and uh, taking deep breaths. Is that correct? Correct. The Oakley says to you, You're a tree! You don't need to breathe! And we're going to make another constitution safe for you. <laughs> Party wants to imagine the performance is actually like, you know how it's like when you're out of breath, like it's like, yeah, like 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 you know, like it's like short breath in and then long breath out. I imagine he accidentally did the reverse. Yeah, there you go. Gonna make a Constitution uh, save here. All right. Okay, with a, a seventeen, it's half damage, but a sixty-six force. You take eleven damage. Fifty-three. Uh, I need to ask, Mavet, are, are you going to keep up these antics? Because uh, the other Oakley does pass you at this point. Well, uh, are the ladies catching ground while I'm doing this? Let's see. You're in tier. The first one you got punished for, that brought you behind. Made you switch positions. And the second one, uh, Aluya would have caught up by now, but not Seer. What do you all do? Well, I should say Aluya and Mavet, what do you do? Uh, not Seer yet, because she is falling behind. Um, I'm going to... Wait for Seer to catch. I'll like move slowly so Seer catches up, and then once she does, I'm gonna grab her by the hand and swing her forward ahead of me. Oh, okay, so you're moving in direction towards uh, the finishing line, slowing down your pace for Seer to catch up. Yeah. Yep, you're still moving forward. Uh, Seer is uh, going out of full uh, sprint, I'd presume. I mean, enough to carry the pot, but now they're paranoid, going like, "Am I gonna have to fish you out again?" But if they're heading to the finish line, they're like, all right, I'll 
maybe I could relax a bit more now, and they're just going to keep moving forward. So maybe it's like they're going at a more better sprint now. Okay, you catch up to uh, Aluya. You guys are all vying for uh, a fifth, sixth, and seventh place here. Aluya, you're planning to throw Seer? No, I'm just going to grab her by the hand gently and just swing her forward, kind of like a dance style. That just sounds like, like a throw. Why? <laughs> it, 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 throwing to me sounds like I'm going to punch her across the field. You know, like dancing. You know how you swing your arm out and then you're still holding them, I, but you're just... Ca- combination here. Uh, this is going to be a dual check, not even a uh, group. This is going to be uh, dependent on both your rolls. Um, Alright. I'm going to offer two rolls. One to Luya, one to Seer um, for uh, for Luya, it's going to be athletics for Seer acrobatics to make the landing. You guys are no longer in the squishy trampoline terrain. You guys are getting near the fishy line. I got a 11 okay. boss. Okay, uh, Aluya. Okay, wow, that's really good. 19 throw, uh, 11 on uh, the check. The DC for that uh, acrobatics was 10, so no need to worry. It was more towards whether she would uh, actually push you forward. Aluya, you are now in uh, uh, potential territory for a third place uh, as you get uh, thrown forward in a dance style. Um, let me hear the bit of the flavor here. Then uh, we'll talk about what happens next. Yes. How do you grab Seer and throw and swing them forward? Oh, just uh, you're coming up uh, as you're, you know, moving forward. That momentum that you're carrying, trying to, you know, sprint forward. I'm just gonna grab your hand from behind, from behind myself, and use it to swing you forward, kind of like a dance, like a little twirl, and be like, whoop, ahead of me. Awkward for Seer since they're in heels. It's like this awkward stumbling around as they are just like twirled a bit forward like what does they just kind of like go forward you don't deserve to be in last place all right uh sir you're seeing uh oakley and uh uh, peckins racing towards the finishing line uh peckins is gonna finish third and oakley's gonna finish fourth unless you uh do something i mean before i do something did i see mavet get the his like shit kicked yes absolutely I'm not getting my shit kicked in. I'm going to walk forward to the finish line. Or run, what whatever place, you call it. What, yeah, what place are you vying for? I mean, if it's possible, this kid is wanting a race. I'm going to try to show him. It's like, hey, I'm going to take it seriously to this little kid. So, you so know. you're trying to go for third place is what I'm getting at? Oh, yeah. Might as well try because this kid did ask, hey, you want a race? And I'm like, you know, as an adult, you cannot lie to a kid. So you're gonna give Make it a me an shot. athletics check. Hi. I'm great at those. 13 is DC to beat Peckins. I roll. I forgot. I had to wait till you roll. No, no, it's perfectly. Uh, well, actually, no. Uh, I made the hard and fast roll uh, that uh, any roll that I don't offer you is null and void. And I'm going to stick my guns with that. Yep. Even if I fuck up or people fuck up. Yep. Um, I'll offer you an athletics. Thank you for uh, reminding me there. Got back in my mojo. You're welcome. All right, here we go. Wow. Yeah, uh, you get third place. Um, so let me uh, uh, describe, since we have uh, two players going past the finishing line, uh, as you guys uh, go past the finishing line, uh, the wood-woven pot and plant begin to wither and die. But uh, that's Oakley in first. Uh, yes, Oakley in first. Uh, Eddie in second place. Uh, Seer in third. Peckins in fourth. 
Oakley in fifth at the moment. Um, I need to ask Aluia and uh, Mavet. Uh, are you going to try to uh, go past Oakley? I would use the momentum that Aluia used of Sears, so to then uh, push Aluia forward because she's having some momentum forward. Okay, so you want to spend a check to try to push Aluia forward. Um, I, I suppose this will be the last check I will allow from the both of you unless I request it because uh, both of you did some significant actions before at the end of the race. Um, the same thing as before. It's going to be athletics from uh, Mavet and acrobatics from uh, Aluia. Aluia, I'll offer you the role. Uh, are you going along with this, I should ask, uh, Aluia? I think in the moment, understanding that he's trying to do the same thing I did for Seer, um, I'm not going to contest it, like put up much of a fight. Okay, it's good here. I'll make the athletics. You might eat shit, though. I said uh, acrobatics or athletics? Uh, acrobatics, sorry. Why do I feel like Mava's like, I'm going to help you move forward, and they just make you face plant? With, with, an, with an eight, um, let, let's see the damage control. Okay, so with an eight athletics and 21 acrobatics, uh, you don't eat shit and uh, fall behind. You uh, uh, you get shoved by Mavet and nearly eat shit, but you maintain your position. Um, I guess this is going to be the last rolls. Um, Mavet, Oluya, are you trying to pass Oakley? Uh, no. She, she's been trying so hard to get to first. She'll just take whatever she can. Uh, Mavet? Okay, so Mavet would want to go up to Oakley. Is he moving, or is he just standing there? He is not standing. He's been moving this entire time. Uh-huh. So then I would just slowly... I would keep pace with him, and then uh, essentially try to let him win by purposely falling before the finish line. You're going to purposely fall? Yeah, I- I'm going to get last place. Or uh, I-, I want... Uh, I don't... I want Aluya to at least beat me. The kid, he can screw. I, himself. I'm not. I'm not gonna beat you up uh, anymore. Uh, I will guarantee this: you don't need a check to allow Oakley to be ahead of you, but you will need a check to fall behind uh, Aluya. And you do understand what will happen, right? If you fail. Well, it seems like when I was in last place, my flower. W- I, I'm. I've just. Uh, pointing out that, like, uh, actively not participating in the race or uh, sabotaging yourself appears to have uh, a consequence to it. I just want to make you aware. Are you trying to be in last place? I, I, I'm not going to try to be in first, but I won't sabotage you, you, myself th- anymore. Yeah, I was going to say, there's uh, people have already passed the finishing line. Uh, I'm just asking for uh, the last couple places here. That's why I'm curious. Are you going neck and neck with Aluya? Are you actively trying to go in the last place or are you trying to get ahead of Oakley? That is the question of the day. I think to help him out, Aluya uh, will give Mavet a look like do your best. May the best person come second to last. You, you'll walk to the end and Aluya is going to be uh, taking uh, uh, <laughs> sixth place. Alright. Okay. Um, There's no need for a check for that. Um, As uh. As Oakley uh, finishes uh, fifth, looking back, we see Aluya taking sixth and Mavet taking uh, seventh place. And you see that uh, the Oakley in fifth place is pouting. Not fair! Like, uh, kicks their foot on the ground a couple times. And you uh, see the uh, other Oakley just go, uh, the other Oakley uh, running up, running up, running around you guys, laughing, 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 laughing. 
And I think uh, the other Oakley begins to bite their lip, bite their lip, bite their lip. And as the first Oakley, who got first place, is running around the group again and again and again, we uh, see a zoom-up of this kid laughing, laughing, and a zoom-up of their face and uh, upper neck as a dagger. It's embedded from one side of the neck to the other, and the kid falls to the ground dead. Before I move on, any initial reactions to seeing a child impaled through the throat with a dagger? I'm sorry, did I... Kid is running around, running around, running around, and uh-huh. we see zoom up of uh, the Oakley that got first place of their uh-huh. face and neck as a dagger. It's embedded through their throat, one side and through the other. Any initial reaction? That's all I'm asking. Initial reactions, not not actions. Well, that's what I would say. It's like above table. I had suspicions about this one in particular, but ultimately, Seer just kind of looks. And just very much looks down to the other Oakley and being like... "It." The other Oakley's hand is outstretched like they threw the dagger. And again, initial reaction. If you're going to say something, keep it to one to two words. Well, like I said, well, like Eddie said, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? Okay, that's a good one. Um, Peckins yells, uh, what are you doing? Uh, that leaves uh, the other three. Uh, Seer, do you see anything? Do you just quirk an eyebrow? What's happening? I mean, as I said, above table, I think I have something aware, but I'm going to look at the kid and very much just make a, like, hmm. Mavet and Aluya, any initial reactions that you'd like to do? No, my my mouth is agape. I'm just, like, in utter shock. But I do think I should have lightning bolted this bitch. (laughs) And Mavet, reactions, uh, words. Uh, So I don't think Mavet would say anything, but he... I'm not not taking the action. He his he will look like he's ready to pounce on the kid who looked like he threw the dagger. Uh, you okay? With everyone's uh, initial reactions out of the way, uh, you look at the child on the ground with the knife impaled through their throat. Uh, first uh, abnormality is you don't see any blood. Um, no, uh, I'm trying to think of uh, w- what I should ask you next because I'm I'm trying to go carefully here. Um, you don't. You see a knife go through the neck, no blood. I will say, does anyone take any actual actions or do any skill checks before moving on? I was about to, but when you said no blood, I was like, yep, that just confirms my suspicions. Yeah, yeah. And I should specify, the knife embedding itself was a little bit of a trick on the eyes, as you see that the dagger is a farther distance away from the body than it should be. Eddie's going to, like, walk up to the body and kind of poke it your hand goes right through as it is transparent with no material foundation oh boy it was i'm pretty sure i didn't take a hit before the race right (laughs) i was wondering why this oakley was a little bit suspicious however kind of like gets down to eye level of this kid can you introduce yourself a bit more i say this is because well let's just say your heart showing on your sleeve, or in this case, your arm. She, uh, they, because I keep switching between he and she, they, uh, uh, pout at you and just uh, says, I don't like losing. And uh, I want to imagine collectively, just to explain a little bit more about this other Oakley. Um, I- I'll call this a bit of hindsight or like uh, dots that didn't connect. Um, 
or I should say, uh, uh, failed uh, skill rolls during this uh, entire encounter and circumstance. Um, towards uh, this race, uh, like dots are beginning to uh, connect together as uh, Seer, when you first uh, met these children and tried to uh, mess with the hair of one of these child, you only recall messing with the hair of one. When you tried to bring them into a hug or make contact with both of them, they tried to avoid you at all costs, even going so far as to avoid uh, touching Eddie when man- uh, maneuvering around him. As you see flickers of this race, you do recall like uh, the other Oakley that was uh, leading the way uh, didn't have any issues bypassing any of the obstacles, going so far as to run on water, going so far as to uh, effortlessly uh, go through a bog uh, towards the forest that no one was uh, privy to initially. We can actually uh, see the other Oakley just going directly forward uh, through the thicket and phasing through uh, uh, all these uh, trees. And eventually we get to uh, the finishing line. And throughout this entire challenge, like uh, a common thing rang through your uh, uh, head, a common thing they've been saying passively throughout the uh, uh, race. Uh, Slow and steady wins the race. Keep up the pace. You're leading from behind. Uh, We're taking the scenic route uh, route to victory. Why in a rush? Uh, Why rush to the finish when you can make an interest? And finally, while some are in a hurry to win, you're in no rush to be first. As it seems like the objective of this race wasn't to get first place, but to be last, or more importantly, be behind uh, the Oakleys. Uh, with that being said, good old Aluya, Mavet, and uh, Seer get a couple things. First of all, uh, you get uh, 1d4 throughout this uh, following combat that you can add to uh, all your rolls. Uh, treat it like you are blessed. And this also does stack with a regular uh, bless if uh, anyone has the spell and wants to uh, use it. Um, For uh, Mega, uh, because you did not finish in first place, nothing bad happens to you. Uh, But you gain no benefit being ahead of uh, the second Oakley. Um, I believe... uh, uh, Correct me if I I was wrong. Uh, Peckins tried to get ahead of uh, the second Oakley but failed, right? That's why I said. Mm-hmm. Technically, it would be Mavet that got the very last place. Although, uh, uh, the final uh, boon here is uh, with Eddie. Uh, there, there, well, actually, uh, there is one thing. Although, uh, Eddie, you don't have anything uh, extremely bad to you. You do have uh, one uh, downside here. As your uh, flower did uh, wither and die. You have a disadvantage on uh, the first roll you make. Everyone else uh, who is behind uh, Oakley gets advantage on the first roll they make. I gotta be honest then, because if you pace me off of how close I was to the finish line, I got third place, which means I was the head of the second Oakley. So everybody else gets a 1d6. Everyone else gets uh, a bless, which should be a 1d4 if memory serves me. Okay. And you can stack it if someone has that spell. You said. Yes. This is a concentration-free uh, bless. Thankfully, since uh, no one got first, no one is getting a 1d4 taken off the rolls. So uh, that that was uh, the two criteria here, is uh, your place in relation to the Oakleys, along with your uh, flowers here. Uh, two players' flowers withered. That'd be Seer and uh, Eddie. An attack or saving throw you have disadvantage on, but only one. 
uh, for everyone else, attack or saving throw you have advantage on. You guys have finished the race. Make sure you mark that down and remind me throughout the combat that's 1d4 or remind each other this is going to be important. But uh, this is your preparation time. You guys see the trash skeleton in the distance and you guys are conversing with the Oakley. And uh, again, like after these flashes uh, come to your mind and the objectives of this game play out, we uh, see the Oakley dejected looking down, just going... You win. Well, that's also why I was just gonna, like... Here's the thing. I actually kind of knew from last session from the start that one of the Oakleys was fucked when I was like, you know, tickles and stuff like that are not the big feel, but you let me get away with, like, touching them. And that's the big thing that I was like... I have this... I was already suspicious from the start. But I will do this where it's like, I go to eye level of Oakley as they look dejected, and I kind of be like, look at me for a second. Oh. Does the kid thing of looking far to the right, far up, far to the left, and eventually meeting your gaze. They will gently put their hand on the kid's cheek and be like, I appreciate at least you played with me. And Yay! at least showing me the scenic route. Mm-hmm. Don't don't look at it too sad. But guess, guess thank it you. was fun. It was. Is everyone ready for the battle map? Pretty much, because I think the final thing Sierra will say to Oakley, it's like, it gives us a little bit of Small relief of joy before we have to get our hands dirty. As Cyril slowly stand up. As we get close to the trash skeleton slumped on this hill, we see a magic sigil uh, all around it, glowing this infernal red. Uh, we see the greenery all around, very stiff, very strong. We see uh, two waterfalls branching off into uh, rivers cascading down the steep incline and we see trees and rocks covering this creature that is and i need to specify this creature imagine it laid over not quite a mountain but a sharp incline it's at a 45 degree angle there is a road that leads upwards and i'm gonna say you guys are at the bottom of the hill oakley gives you a wave and dashes off into the uh, trees and uh, get ready for what happens next. If you have any preparations, any like uh, things you guys want to do before an encounter, now's the time to say, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get all ready. Just write them down. Get them ready. I mean, sadly, that's very easy for me. I got nothing. The only thing I'd possibly say is just like, you really try to win against a child. And that's pretty much it. You know what they say. It isn't worth going after. It ain't worth the race to begin with. The hell are you doing? I was just going to shrug and be like, mm. Oh, I, I guess this would be a good moment to uh, show us here. Uh, Peckins does uh, come up to you, Seer, at, when you say that. Rolls his uh, eye, eyes, and he holds out his uh, taloned hands. And floating in his hands, you see three things. The first thing that you see is the rough visage, uh, the rough shape of an elephant with tusks. Seems very furry. The second thing you see seems like a ape, and the third one seems like a chunkier velociraptor. Hey, is it a velociraptor? And you see three options before you. They kind of just look back to them, and they just simply go like, is it like pick a card, only with images? You do realize we need to keep working. 
You can't take a break. We'll point to... I always have to go for dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs. Especially when you said it's a chunky velociraptor. I'm just sitting there going like, it's a fat velociraptor. I have to poke it. So as you begin to touch it, you see magic uh, spark in the air. And uh, Peckins holds out his... uh, well, I shouldn't say talent hand. I always described him with just like straight out fucking wings. But you know, we can switch. Yeah, no, no, no. It was uh, a, a clippered wings and uh, arms with talents. So uh, we we see the talent hand uh, hold forward. You uh, pick uh, one of uh, the animals, and gives you a nod. And you see that like the hand uh, loses all the images and uh, keeps a always described as like a quills uh, falling off his hand. I feel like he plucks a feather and holds it out to you for you to take if you want to take it now or later. I mean, he says we got to keep moving. So it's like, I assume if it's not now, it won't be never. So I'll just take it now. Okay. Asir, uh, describe what it looks like when you transform into a fucking T-Rex. Hmm. This might be one of the most terrifying moments for not Seer. But for everybody else, because I don't want you to imagine a rig. Is it? Am I free to flavor how this T Rex runs? Absolutely. Looks? Absolutely. Go right ahead. Suddenly, Seer grabs this feather, looks to Leah, and just simply goes, like, Well, look at it all said and before they can finish their sentence. Gargantuan size growth of a literally a flaming T Rex. Literally made of like molten rock, just soars up in the air. I do need to specify here. Um, that, that wasn't an ass pull from me. I was going through Peckin's uh, uh, spell list and uh, remembered he had Polymorph that I haven't used yet. <laughs> Which is, again, bad on my part with uh, how useful that spell would have been uh, a fair amount of times during your travels in the dungeon. But better late than never. I mean, it's better now. Plus, there's a giant flaming T-Rex, which is more badass. Uh, that being said, uh, I'm going to outline his uh, tactics here. Um, he's going to try to maintain that concentration for that spell as long as he can, or until you uh, uh, get out of that poly- uh, polymorph state. What's going to be really horrible is that this is yeah. one of the rare moments where Seer becomes dumb. It's uh, a little bit of suspense here. You guys are on the slope looking at the Tarras skeleton. This ancient creature is sunken into the ground. Its body having mounds of dirt that has gone onto it over time uh, surrounding it. The terrain looks strange as you squint and you swear that these cliff sides, the ground, the formations, the shapes, it practically seems like fallen corpses with grass grown over it. Like giant bodies, colossal bodies that have fallen to the ground, make the landscape. As we look closer towards the Traskilton, we see a magic sigil made completely red, dyed a crimson, glowing with fireflies buzzing around. Near the head of the creature, we see a genasi, a dragonborn, made completely out of fire. His hands are doing complex motions. See a woman crucified, one nail in each hand, her feet overlapping each other for one third nail in between it all. Seems asleep. 
as she is embedded to the skull of this Jurassic. I think first things first. Not going to make this optional because this is an important uh, tidbit of information. I am going to have everyone do a choice whether they want to do an investigation check, an insight check, or an arcana check. I'll make the offer to everybody. Wow. Uh, with a... Yeah, with Aluya, you got uh, a 26, 27, 28, 29. Um, this will be a knowledge exclusive to Aluya. Again, you're the mo- uh, one most invested into this, Aluya. So I'll explain what's uh, going down here. Let me explain the issue at hand. The Tarrasque is currently undead. It can move. It can do actions, uh, what have you. It is an animated creature. The issue at hand is that it is in place and bounded to the ground by the seal, by this woman. What you can tell that the necromancer is doing is they're trying to establish control while the creature is in a uh, forced position, while it is subdued. At any time, killing this woman will break the seal and release the creature. But with how high your role was, even though you've never met this man, you know it is foolish. To do so it is not a tactic he would take up during combat so essentially this creature is not friendly to the necromancer it is not under their control and releasing it is not an option for him at the moment he is trying to establish control and you'd hazard a guess just as i turn back on the timer here that is currently a 1005 um you would hazard a guess that this creature at this uh, domination Probably would have happened in the next two hours. But fortunately, you guys got here on top. Okay, so just to make this really short and sweet, the woman is uh, an important target to bring down, right? But the dude she's with is not going to let that happen, and he should not be trifled with. He's a big, big, big problem. And if we take out the woman, the seal binding down this terrace from it moving... It's going to be worse for us? Let me uh, uh, explain this in simplest terms. Uh, this woman, her name is uh, Livy. You uh, do uh-huh. recognize the name as she is uh, the granddaughter or, you know, uh, the newest uh, witch in the circle of unseen dreams. Right. You were told by uh, Laura uh, the Hag that there is a seal uh, onto uh, this Tarrasque. You learn from Bogdan. I can't remember when the information kind of uh, flew at you guys that this uh, the seal was a person. That being said, the woman herself is acting as the seal. What you guys have been doing this entire time is trying to circumvent the ward, where you don't have to kill her. You have mm-hmm. two out of three items to replace the seal while maintaining the, wo- uh, the ward, the seal, keeping this uh, creature at bay while taking this woman out of the equation basically taking her outside of this entire ward against the Tarrasque, freeing her. At the start of this adventure, your choices were clear. Either kill this woman or free her. That is on your own independent time limit, which I believe you have one, if memory serves, it could be one more day or uh, a day more. I'll look through my notes later when it comes into effect, but I'm not too concerned about that. Um, To deal with your curse. Because at the end of the day, you were told by uh, destroy it. Velma that you have to kill the seal. She is the seal. Mm-hmm. So are you following with me so far? Yeah. The, the, the issue, yeah, 
just to really reinforce this, uh, the issue is the Necromancer does not want to release this uh, Tarrasque until he has full control over it, because it is a dangerous creature. That was the time limit at hand, was this uh, Necromancer trying to dominate the creature, put it underneath its thrall. Once it's done, he probably will kill the woman to get rid of the ward, because at that point, she serves uh, no uh, no purpose anymore. Uh but I would like for you to, like, uh, just not repeat back to me, but, like, uh, go over the steps one more time with me, but what you understand, just to make sure if I was absolutely clear. So, Homie is trying to make the Tarrasque his. The woman is the seal that helps bind the Tarrasque so he can do this. My task from the hag is to kill this woman to save myself. Yep. I'm not sure I could do that, though. Your your middle finger is making a uh, a deal with Owen to put his brain into this uh, Tarrasque to circumvent that uh, deal. Yep. I mean, if we can still use her to keep it binded so Owen could get inside it, I mean, just to keep her alive long enough and maybe... Yeah, be- because the initial misunderstanding is uh, the party was under the assumption that you would uh, circumvent this curse by gathering these items and saving this woman. That is not the case because you need to kill this woman. Owen is just saying, hey, you could fail and I can bring you back. Okay. I know there, there's a whole bunch of fucking layers these last 14, 15 sessions. I'm just trying to make sure we see the thread from the beginning. I'm just to the trying end. to figure yep. out a way that I can just relay it back to the party. It, You can like quite simply, the new information that you have at hand is the necromancer is trying to dominate the Trask. And eventually he will kill this woman. And you know this woman. Everyone knows this woman. The last uh, 14, 15 sessions or all the progress forward the last couple days has been to save this woman. Yes. And technically him killing her is doing me a favor. But I don't want him to kill her. At, at the end of the day, like that is an option. But you do know, Aluya, in the back of your head, if things go wrong, it would be very easy to kill this woman. But what would happen is the Tarrasque would rise and awaken and this combat if you need to cause that kind of situation would be fairly deadly okay so i don't know if you guys have noticed but this dude ain't fucking around so <laughs> he really wants to make this tarask his currently that woman is actually livy do you remember livy the the hag's daughter yes no Anywho, she is actually the seal. If we kill her, I'm free, but I don't want to kill her. Also, killing her unbinds the seal and the Tarask is, you know, free to stomp about and destroy stuff. And Owen wants this thing, right? I mean, like, it seems pretty clear we just deal with the necromancer. Yes, um, and we can figure out something with the girl. Eddie, just summarizing the, the dilemma with a simple sentence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a approach that is uh, Occam, uh, Occam's razor at its finest. Alluded, please do not be discouraged. The main reason I went in so much detail was not only for the player to understand what was going on, but so you understand that worst case scenario, it isn't the end of the world for you. Like you aren't guaranteed a death sentence. Your objective is there. Objective B is uh, if you can't kill the necromancer, kill I just, the woman. I don't yep. think as... Aluya's player, I don't think she can do it, so I think... Okay. I, well, I, so long as the party understands, it might be a roleplay moment or a, a moment. 
I, yeah, I can't speak to anyone else. If somebody pew pews her for me, I can't be like, oh no, why'd you do that? Just so the other players understand as well. Uh, th this is not private information towards the relation of uh, Livy, the seal, and Aluya. You you've all been working towards it. You are all aware that if she dies, you guys are in the clear with Aluya. I want to also make that perfectly clear if uh, Aluya hasn't uh, uh, conveyed that through uh, the RP. Well, we'll deal with her eventually. Don't worry about me. I think the issue is the man. Let's take him down. Rar immediately starts walking towards direction. Yeah. Yeah, I think with the T-Rex, it's just like, it's just kind of, it's just going to happen. Uh, it's just going to happen. I'm sorry. Like, I wish I could role play in this into like, oh, like, you know, it's going to be a smart T-Rex, but it's like, they look at people, they're like, food, but they're friend food. That one's a pretty food. That's angry food. I got to eat the food. Well, you are playing it perfectly, because uh, if memory serves, uh, don't go too far. I'll uh, just go step by step for a couple. Minutes. I'll move like 25. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you are playing it perfectly. If memory serves, uh, the mental stats only get changed with a wild shape, not a uh, polymorph spell. Polymorph yeah. basically very much cripples. The smartest player became the dumbest player. Smartest player is becoming the tank. Although, in fairness, the other two options didn't have like a great hit scores either, so. Yep. Um, so, uh, I, I do need to know. Any more prep? Anything I should know about as a DM? Anything you guys have done before the combat? Because, uh, um, Alu yeah, Aluya, I know you have like a magic item you might want to use before all the starts, or you can do it during the combat. Yeah, I just, because well, I, I didn't want it to tick away, because we only have a minute of use for it, right? That, I, like I said, any kind of buffs you're uh, doing, like, even if there's a monologue, even if there's a talk back and forth, I, I'm not going to shortchange you. I'm not going to say, well, you know, I took away 30 seconds of your time or, you know, a minute has passed during this monologue. No, if you guys are fair with. Yeah, if you guys are fair with me, I'll be fair with you. Like any buffs you do beforehand will stick at the start of combat. Then because we're all grouped up and this is kind of like my opportunity before you kind of branch out, I would have used Trollkin and I would have blessed us if that's OK. Or if Bless is not allowed yet, I can wait. We actually start initiative. Absolutely, definitely no. Nope. You, 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 you can definitely use both. Both, both of those are acceptable. Everyone gets two D four, or most people get two D four. Uh, it is Eddie and Seer who get just one D four. And uh, let me see that uh, magic item benefit. So I'm going to use the um... troll friends rally. Yes. Yep. Use uh, six charges of it. And uh, it up for me. I'm gonna bring it back so we can just read that portion. Yeah. Well, if you want to uh, make the roll as well, uh, sixty-six and plus your uh, modifier. Like my spell modifier or my wisdom modifier? There we go. Yep. Was uh, wisdom modifier. Um, what Aluya is doing is uh, she's gonna make a roll to grant everyone here uh, temporary hit points, and while you have these temporary hit points, you will have advantage on your attack rolls for a minute or until you lose all the temporary hit points. You also get advantage on strength, uh, strength saving throws and dex saves. Try my best to uh, remind the players about advantage and, or advantage for both the attacks and the saving throws. Okay, so that's 66 plus two. Here we go. Everyone gets, okay, you have two on your wisdom. So everyone add uh, 20 to your uh, temp HP 
And remember, while you have this temporary uh, hit points, you have advantage on all attacks, strength saves, and dexterity saves while you have it. We see a Tyrannosaurus Rex thumping up. Uh, is there any more prep I should be aware of? Uh, we are aware of uh, the Bless, where Seer and Eddie get uh, 1d4, and everyone else is getting 2d4 here, I believe. What level are you casting this at? A uh, second, because I want to get my vet. Okay, so that's... Uh, uh, how many people in total is uh, initially, th- what, three for uh, level one bless and four? Yeah, then four. That's what I was thinking. Two, three, four, so then terror party. Gotcha. Anything else? Um, trying to concentrate. Or is that both simple? There we go. Yep. Concentrating right now. And then let me post my spell. Yep. Uh, by going by uh, Moomin and uh, Mega's uh, silence on it, I assume we're ready to move forward. Rawr. Just want to uh, verify, make sure I gave you guys enough time to think, consider, and do shit. It appears well, I just got blessed and got temporary hit points. So it's just like uh, anything I could have done before this fight, just like I've already just gotten. So, yeah, exactly. Good, good. Well, I mean, as a support character, or practically a support character, doing what a support character does. Um, okay. I assume Seer is leading the way, and uh, no one is uh, uh, bringing back the reins. Like, uh, we go in uh, uh, nearest food. Nearest food. Question is, am I smart enough to not eat the woman? I don't know. That is up to you. I think we'll go for the one that wiggles the most, since their vision's based off of movement. (laughs) (laughs) I I should uh, specify uh, one thing. Uh, You guys might see unusual swaths where you can't, uh, where your vision is blocked. And I I should probably explain that. With uh, each incline, that you guys are going up, the closer you get to uh, the incline, the less on top of the incline you see, if that makes sense to you. The further away you are, the clear uh, uh, line of sight that you have, the closer you get to these inclines, the uh, uh, less you see. Um, and I should also spe- yeah, and I should also specify that the incline goes up about 60 feet each section. So if you guys see my pings here, I, I know it's a little hard. So if you guys look directly north, the first incline is 60 feet, uh, 60 feet up. Getting towards the Necromancer, that's 120 feet up. Then on the final incline, that's 180 feet up from your current position. It's a very steep incline. Okay. If you want to move forward, uh, Seer, uh, the Necromancer is not aware of any of you yet until you reach a certain threshold. Then there's, I'm just going to finish all my movement because I'm going to move 50 because T-Rexes are fast. I was saying, just so you're aware, I'm planning the dash, so that'll be enough to reach the creature, by, um, the necromancer. But I'm not gonna do it right now. I'm gonna wait till you say. Yeah, that, that's that's fine. Um, I'll give. Uh, uh, I'll let her decide her exact placement. Uh, just try not to go past uh, the T-Rex, Aluia, when you log in. Uh, but I would say around this distance, if you obviously are not stealthing, um, the yeah, the dragonborn uh, fire genasi looks over. It's, you can see, like, uh, his skull, his draconic skull, as its flesh appears to be melted and just on fire. Uh, the scale seems to be grooved into the bone, and it looks down at at the T-Rex, and I think just goes, uh, looks down. Is that a fucking T-Rex? <laughs> roar. I dash as I charge. Yeah, just a roar and a dash and just goes, what the fuck? 
So, like, everybody moves 30, but I can move, like, 100 if I dash. Hey, hang on. Because this is the moment he noticed you, we're going to go into initiative here. Going to uh, switch over. I do appreciate uh, how straightforward you were. Um, Actually, uh, now that I'm about it, because I did forget I was doing stuff for Mavet, uh Anything uh, you want. One thing that I would have think uh, had him do uh, prematurely yep. is uh, I would have evaded his astral arms. Just yeah, right no, absolutely, <laughs> a- absolutely. And we're starting off with uh, Mavet. I just need to specify that the Tarasque is going to be at a constant twenty during this uh, combat. But weirdly enough, nothing happens. We're gonna start off with Mavet. Mavet, or I should say, uh, Eddie Mega. Um, Mavet sees that this creature is animated, is moving slightly, but is prone. Uh, and there is a necromancer that is startled by a motherfucking T-Rex charging at him. Almost like, uh, he had, uh, a little bit of exposition or a monologue that got side, uh, sidetracked by a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> you know, there is that part of me that wonders if he had, like, a whole speech prepared. Yeah, yeah, he did. Let's say, uh, fuck that for now. But turns are In the beginning. (laughs) Yeah, in the beginning, there was light. Okay. Got combat, my friend. Necromancer's right up there, really fucking far away. What do do you do? Uh, actually, yeah, remind me again how far away they are. Yeah, 105 feet. All right, he will move his full movement ahead. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I think specifically because he can't get there in time to do anything he would really want to do uh, uh i think i'll just i think it'll just throw in a chill touch god damn that that's a tw- can't be right yeah yeah no it is that is uh, eight on top so he rolled a 14 with eight on top uh five from being blessed and having the additional d4 making it for a uh, 27 there is uh, absolutely nothing I can do against that shit. <laughs> Alrighty. He takes uh, eight necrotic. Yeah, is is uh, 100% what happens. Fuck it, L. There's a strong start there. Um, so yeah, we see uh, the uh, thorny hand uh, touch at the creature. And instead of being lit afire by the, uh, the flame skin, uh, his uh, fire begins to smolder and turn to ash, and he brushes it, brushes it aside and just goes, "What are you?" Uh, anything else for Mavet's turn? Um, you know, just because the bonus action's there, uh, he'll bonus action Shlelia's staff just in case it comes up. <laughs> okay, go to the dumb bird. Uh, the uh, dumb bird is uh, say shit for the moment. Repeat after me. Shit. Shit. Yes. Um, unfortunately, I, I would like to be a little bit more helpful here, but I think the smartest thing, because uh, he he does have a fair amount of concentration spells here and uh, no way of uh, long-ranged attack, um, I think he will uh, just uh, keep his uh, distance for the moment to uh, ensure his safety. And I will change up his uh, tactics when uh, the polymorph uh, doesn't become uh, applicable to this anymore. And I think uh, what's there's no going shame in dodging when you're concentrating on something useful. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. He's going to dodge. That's excellent tactic. Again, if I'm controlling the NPCs, please do like make suggestions for uh, tactics. I, I'm I'm trying to give you guys as much as I can with them. I'm not trying to underplay them. 
So yes, he does spend his action dodging. Tyrannosaurus Rex, the fuck are you doing? Rar. You thump, thump. Yeah, thump, thump, thump. There's a fucking T-Rex in front of him going, what the fuck? Bam. Just hearing those thumps. If Aluya made me have haste, I go burr and then eat them twice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's Aluya. Aluya, you are very lucky that the necromancer has not acted yet. It seems like you guys can do a pivotal uh, attack against him. Um... I'm just moving along the battlefield and trying to spread out so we're not clustered together. Um, I am focusing on trying to help everyone, so I will take the dodge action. Okay, you take the dodge action. Uh, good to know. Please do remind me of that in a little bit. Um, if that ends your turn and you do nothing else, it goes on to uh, Eddie. Eddie, um, I'm not even sure how to describe uh, the uh, scenario you're in, but... Uh, a necromancer's getting fucked up uh, by a T-Rex. I think that's the best way to put it that everyone can understand. <laughs> like, that's that's what it looks like. That's what's happening. Uh, yep. Yeah, absolutely. God, I love D&D. <laughs> all right, yeah. So, like, uh, yeah, I guess, like, you know, just, you know, like, uh, flying up uh, over, you know, as far as he can with the boots. Uh, like, a first fire a pair of Eddie Blast since... You know, 120 feet range. Uh, uh, I'm going to say with your current position in the incline of the hill, he does have uh, half cover, giving him plus. Just so you're aware. Because I believe you said 30 feet up in the air or uh, 30 feet forward. It's, uh, 30 feet at a diagonal. I have, kind of have no reason not to. Uh. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Just for my sake, you were just consistently 30 feet up from your position uh, going at a diagonal. Yeah, I'm going to say because you're looking up and there's a fucking T-Rex in your way gonna grant him half cover shouldn't be an issue i mean you have a 1d4 to counter it all right so this first one will just be a normal roll okay to because my because my disadvantage from before is still active okay 14 yeah uh it is a miss the whiz is past him blast number two a 25 holy shit again there is nothing i can fucking do here (laughs) as he takes that blast or are you pushing him back at all um, I think I'm just going to push him back five feet just so it's like he's out of place. Because, <laughs> you know, he seemed like he was pretty invested in, like, his location. But, uh... Yeah. At least, presumably, a, a ritual location. Yep. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, he takes that blow. Eleven force damage and four bludgeoning. Okay. Four bludgeoning. Um, yep. Um, and you said you're pushing him back, just to clarify? Yeah, just five feet. I believe that's the proper position. Anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Uh, then as a bonus action, uh, Eddie is going to attempt to call Eddie out. Uh, yes. And, uh, oh, fuck. Wisdom saving throw. I'm going to make you an offer here. Well, actually, I should ask. Are you mentally prepared to summon Eddie? And if you are prepared, are you really prepared? <laughs> so... I'm like, Eddie's always been there. It's like, uh, so he would want, like, uh, like uh, Eddie to be part of this. So I think he's mentally prepared. Okay. I'm going to offer you a uh, wisdom saving throw here. And I'm going to say 14. Wow. Okay. I I need your, uh, a little bit of your help, Eddie. But you'll, you'll see where I'm going with this. And I want you to uh, flesh out the details a bit more. But, uh, at, like, uh, describe the call first. So I can get in the zone here. 
Yeah, it's just like, uh, it's like uh, Eddie just kind of like going at that place, you know, like uh, at the uh, at the bottom of his part. It's like, uh, hey, Eddie, it's like, uh, it's like uh, you want to come out now? We always do this kind of stuff together, don't we? You lingering moments of silence, we can feel your heartbeat. And I kind of want to imagine for some reason you have like a, a, a voice ring through your head a little bit. Definitely not Eddie, but I feel like it's something along the lines of happy birthday, Eddie. It's rings, rings, rings. Close your eyes for a second, get a little bit of a headache. And when you open your eyes, we see like smoke billowing forcibly out of your mouth and nose. And standing before you is a new form of Eddie we haven't seen before. He has sharp ears and looks elf-like. Eddie, do you want to... I, I know we mainly describe him as a shadow, but is there any fine details I should know about this form? Okay, in which case, the, the form, I would imagine, is uh, like a standing at about... I would put them at... Uh, I want to say like maybe like five six five seven, so uh, and like you know like the the frame is like you know like a bit more like uh like uh, on the wiry side, but like you know like something that would be like a noticeably different about this form is that like this form does seem to have like you know like a like a bit of like longer hair that seems to like you know like trail down even like a, even far below um uh far below their buttocks and kind of like uh, curls upward. I should also ask. Uh... Their, their weapon or weapon or weapons in their hands. Like, what, what would be like a uh, uh, a shadowy weapon this uh, uh, creature would be holding that would reflect this individual? So I would say they would probably. I imagine that they would probably be using like a dual short swords. <laughs> there you go. We see a twirl of dual short swords, and I think like a uh, a little bit of a bow, a nod of the head. And a name pops into your head, Riv. And again, it's that fog, that haze, but it's getting cleared up a little bit. And your heart began to beat, beat, beat faster and faster. But <sighs> pain isn't new to you anymore, Eddie. Starting to get a little bit more tough as you feel ready to face your fears and move forward. What do you have Eddie do? Yeah, just... Uh... Like yeah, like I like kind of like uh, getting over those like uh, those heart palpitations. Uh, so yeah, you had the you had the tokens over there. Uh, Pierce before you gives you nod, gives you bow, twirls two short swords. Looks like an elf. All right, not the time to process this. <laughs> As he just kind of like a grip, like a gripping his chest and just like it's like a, I'll catch up. Uh, as like you know, then uh, this uh, this Eddie will move. 30 feet forward. <laughs> yeah, I kind of imagine like a night uh, before the run get motions like, uh, you know, hand over mouth, uh, does the blow like a kiss and makes the run. And yeah, that'll be that'll be it for Eddie's turn. <laughs> yep. There we go. Go to the necromancer who is last in all this and just goes, oh, no, enough, enough. And like we see like uh, energy crackle around him as his concentration shifts from what's currently happening. I think the first thing that happens is we see his hand in the air and we see it raised and clench as a necrotic energy begins to form around it. 
even a uh, lingering black. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, smoldering, uh, smoldering embers, but the flame is green. And the first thing that happens as a uh, bonus action here is we see the ground begin to shift and move as we see skeletons crawl out of the ground, but they're not intact humans. They seem like a mishmash of uh, parts here. And we see three of them sprout out. First one, as they are just large creatures. The uh, first one might appear around Eddie here, as he sees just a random black figure close. The second one, I believe, appears in front of Mavet. Second one uh, appears in forms. Then we see a third one. Unfortunately, or not unfortunately, but strangely enough, it does not appear in between uh, the Tyrannosaurus Rex and uh, the uh, Necromancer. Strangely enough, this one actually is a little bit away from combat as he puts it into a corner where it raises. Uh, I would say uh, the people who can clearly see this is the only person who can't fucking talk to the party. Um, and perhaps Eddie. Uh, those are the two people and we'll only give it to. Anyways, as his bonus action, we see his hand raise, uh, grab at the flame, and the flame bursts out like a firework. And as it does, we see like uh, these amalgamation skeletons begin to rise. The evil thing about a dinosaur is that they also have reach of 10 feet. All right, before I do that, trying to make sure I read it, this would be at disadvantage. Why is that? If you remember, you said like anything I was having to roll the first time. No, uh, I need to specify uh, the attack roll in uh, uh, the first attack roll or saving throw is at disadvantage, but you have advantage right now on all attack rolls. So uh, okay, then straight roll. I'm just going to eat them. Wait, why is it a straight roll? Sorry. Uh... I have disadvantage and advantage, so it's cancel each other out. Oh, I guess you didn't make a attack roll last turn. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, it was a sprint. Yep. That is an 18. Wait, you need you need to roll two d4s, don't? Oh wait, one d4, excuse me. Yeah, one d4. Okay, twenty-one. Twenty-one is a hit. All right, so that would be forty twelve. Whoa, thirty-two fucking damage. All right. Worse. That's not the worst thing. Um, I think there is a DC seventeen check. Um, if target is medium or smaller, it is grappled. Yep. Okay, it's just grappled. Uh, until the grapple ends, the target is restrained. I just restrained him, so he... Yep, there you go. The restrained condition, if you remember. It's pretty awful for them. Zero speed. Attack rolls against them are at advantage. And they have disadvantage. And they have disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. That that, that changed up my plans a little bit. Not gonna lie. Um, oh, what should I do? What should I do? Action cry. Well, I, I, I got two options here. Um, I can either push the offensive or attempt to escape. Um, you're a nuisance, and he doesn't like you. Fair enough. What does he taste like? Delicious? It tastes like coal and ash. Ooh, that is delicious to me. Um, look in chat, because uh, he is going to cast a spell on you. Uh, you see his uh, hands, you see uh, his uh, hands wave a little bit as uh, you feel your existence uh, flicker for a moment. Oh, he's doing... He's trying to get rid of me. Oh, yeah. Fucking annoying. I just wanted to have friends in my mouth. Clarify, did you have a, uh, a little thing to uh, roll for? 
All right, and then I'm gonna add a D4 to it. Yes, ma'am. I don't see my chances are very high. I would laugh. <laughs> okay, let's uh, see that. Um, it appears that uh, the dinosaur uh, disappears with a uh, yeah, no, uh, with a, a ten. It is uh, not enough as you disappear. Well, that makes my s- turns very easy. Um, I'm gonna have you control Peckins for a little bit here. Yeah, I'm not sure where, where exactly to take it from here. Uh, that this uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex uh, disappeared from uh, the battlefield. Um, he is no longer uh, restrained, I would hope. And that is the end of his turn. Um, so the start of the round. We uh, see that the Tarask is now thrashing around, although cannot move. It appears whatever uh, the Necromancer was doing got interrupted, bringing it out of its uh, little trance here. And now it's a little bit more active. Uh, I think uh, the very first thing that's going to happen... Yeah, the the very uh, first thing that happens... This is uh, split up between uh, two people here. We see that the monster is uh, breathing out uh, uh, its rancid air, its black uh, greenish uh, smoke. As for uh, the first lair action of this encounter, we see... The giant forms that make the landscape begin to rise as if it is uh, bringing back its previous combatants from another life. And like I expressed before, <laughs> two of which are uh, near uh, the necromancer over here. So essentially we see these uh, giant uh, skeletons uh, rise from the earth, uh, crust sl- uh, sloshing off of its uh, bone uh, faces. Uh, they are now a part of this combat and will act on initiative 20. But uh, at this moment, they have uh, risen up. They are not prone. And it appears that this is a neutral enemy in this entire uh, uh, combat where they are willing to attack anyone near the grass skeleton. Uh, that is the end of the first lair action here. Mavet, it's your turn. You got a lot of dead rising up in a graveyard. A little bit awkward for Mavet, but like, uh, if he actually is getting the impression that they are truly neutral. Just, okay, let, let me uh, specify, because I may have used the wrong word here. Uh, they are not on the Necromancer side. They will attack either the party or uh, Necromancer forces, or even the Necromancer himself. Oh no, that's what I mean. I That's what I meant by truly neutral. Cool. Yeah, they are truly neutral. Everyone is aware of this. Uh, in which case, uh, this is going to be one of those like a uh, uh, weird situations where uh, where I actually would uh, encourage like uh, using his uh, bonus action to spend a key point to uh, use Step of the Wind so that he can disengage. Okay, perfectly fine. Yeah, so then twenty feet there. Yep. That. Uh, yep. You are going the proper distance. Yep. Actually, how first do like uh, out to here? So that's like another ten feet. So for so a total of thirty feet movements used so far. It's, uh, but you know, but then from this position, he's going to at the very least actually because it is an issue right now. I think he'll just go ahead and like then use his action to dash. <laughs> so yeah, he'll just be he'll actually just be like uh, dashing right all the way over. And basically, how I imagine is like like you know like seeing like you know, like these different skeletons just like rising up like uh, from the grave. It's like uh, both one the. <laughs> Uh, the side of the necromancer, but then also uh, 
apparently on the side of the terrace is just like looking left, looking right. Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as the the smoke from his body begins to like uh, like swirl around himself and like maybe taking a, a little bit like fr- from uh, Eddie's like a handbook, like you know, spending that key point. Like he essentially like starts like running between like the different bodies of the um, uh, uh, of the undead, like you know, like literally like running between two of them, but even hmm. but like unable to like make an actual move on him as he basically like you know like blows past them like smoke and begins like running, running and running like uh, as far up the hill as he can until he eventually he is within ten feet of the necromancer. Like uh, arms perfectly poised, <laughs> while he's also now cornered by two undead things. But yeah, that'll be the end of uh, Malbet's turn since that's his action bonus action. Okay, uh, in between turns here, uh, legend uh, legendary action is going to take place. Uh, what the fuck is he gonna do? Um, doesn't like uh, these uh, creatures. I'm the one who did this, and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. Um, <laughs> uh, le- legendary action. Uh. To, to save you guys uh, chat space, uh, cost two uh, two of his legendary actions to do this, but he is going to cast a spell off turn, as uh, he does. I think because there is a lot of a mess here, uh, he is actually going to uh, dimension door off his uh, turn here, and he will appear away from this fucking nonsense. Uh, essentially, going to the corner of the map. Across a fucking river, away from all the danger. <laughs> but uh, I, I need to stress out with the the position you guys have been putting him in, and the circumstances he's been in. He hasn't been able to do a lot besides be on the defensive here. Uh, thankfully, all he's been doing is uh, moving and banishing. Um, but it does become a uh, dumb bird's turn. Uh, he he does have a, a lot of utility and uh, uh, control and a bit of buff. Well, that's what I was about to say, is because I could try to buff and do a lot of things. However, let me be real. Well, I'm not worried about the concentrate. If if the person's banished, it's very much like, unless someone could dispel it or make them drop concentration, it's kind of a dead spell. Yep. He walked away, correct? Uh, He did not walk away. He uh, dimension doored away. I mean, that means he's away from the situation. Yes. He is uh, a distance away from the... uh, forces yeah so it's beautiful if you've dimension doored pretty fucking far away it's like cool he can't fuck with the tarasque body anymore yeah that that's outside the window uh, you guys interrupted his ritual it is not something he could start back up and uh say say progress on he's gonna have to do it all over again only thing i could think of honestly is that unless that other person drops banish which i really doubt he will you know yeah. It's better to contain the threats that could very well threaten the group since he ran away. So if the party disengages, it very well could be Walla forcing the creatures closest to the party. And then the party's like, all right, cool. We'll back the fuck away. The only problem is, is that if I do that, Seer very much will be reappear right where they w- were dropped off. All right. Honestly, I think what I'll do is that first they will approach... I feel like the best approach is to trap creatures in their own spot. Yep. I'm just trying to see how big I can make it. Let's see, a dome that is a radius up to 10 feet. Because if I could do that, I could trap a bunch of these creatures all at once and just squish them to a ball. You plan to do wall force on them? 
I mean, that's the only best course of action. Problem is, let's see. I mean, it's also important to keep in mind that, like, uh, like at least the like for example, like the ones down south there. I think they're all just gonna fight amongst each other. Oh, you're right. Then the only thing is that Mavet ran off ahead, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you really wanted to, <laughs> since Polymorph is currently a dead spell for uh, Seer, for Seer, you could always cast it on Mavet. <laughs> you could still control Mavet as the T uh, the T Rex, so you could have T Rex times. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's there's literally zero there's literally zero reason to. <laughs> And it's just like, hey. Let me first see if I can reach them. Yeah, what's the range on that spell there? 60 feet, so not very likely. This is a pretty big map, so... But I will have Peckins move. Maybe I think the best course of action is that I don't burn any spells, but he's going to move far, way closer to the group. So I'm going to be right by Aluya. That might be the best course of action. If I don't know what to do, I move... Maybe not right by Aluya, but, like, closer. Okay. So I'll have to burn a dash, and then I'll go about there so yeah no like smart idea is not burn your spells right away we're just gonna wait all right if uh that is the end of your turn you know what uh when uh the bird ends his turn probably catches the eye of the necromancer here let's see that distance is that 125 hold please okay what is the range um fuck yeah 125 is a pretty interesting number most spells cap at 120 <laughs> I was just about to say, and uh, you know what? This can be useful information for the party. Uh, the necromancer clicks his tongue and just says, If only you were five feet closer, you dumb bird. Someone needs to take daddy's pain. It's going to be my vet. We uh, see uh, energy crackle in between uh, the dumb bird's turn and uh, a seer's uh, uh, strange situation. Uh, this green fire begins to erupt from his hand as he throws a... I'm looking to see clear line of sight. Yep, the rock's not on the way. All right. He has clear line of sight of our uh, dear friend Mavet, and he's going to make an attack at range as he does arcane burst. And that's not advantage. That's their fucking roll. And Jesus Christ, I only got a 14. So fucking lucky. <sighs> Yeah, I assume I'm a little bit under there. Uh, anyways, uh, time moves on. It looks like a very powerful spell as uh, it hits the rock and causes debris to explode. We're going to go past uh, yeah, T-Rex's uh, turn. Aluya, it is your turn here. Okay, seeing that we got new buddies on the field. Uh... Honestly, you could probably literally just like walk off to the side and they'll probably ignore you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, y'all can duke it out amongst yourselves. Um, I'm gonna go over here. You don't want to shoot the necromancer? No, I want to focus on my bless. Okay. I don't want to be a, in his eye of sight for a target. I got like a hair in my mouth. Gross. Anything significant you're gonna do? Yeah, I'm going to take the dodge action. Yeah, valid. Eddie, it's your turn. Um, this guy does look incredibly powerful, but you guys have been pushing him back, making him use uh, utility spells. Uh, this is a good course of action so far. So, well, uh, I'm like, Eddie recognizes the threat, so, like, uh, still maintaining his uh, his uh, his vertical distance. Uh, <laughs> just going to casually 
Um, it, it's important. Yeah, it's important to note that note that these uh, huge creatures are around fifteen feet high. But I assume you're maintaining the thirty, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's just like again, he has no reason to get anywhere near these creatures right now. <laughs> uh, and I guess while I'm in the movement phase, uh, like we're gonna have. Uh, I'm just gonna call them the Smoky Ribs, since that's basically what they are right now. <laughs> smoky Rib. The smoky rib is actually going to start like uh, floating off as well. <laughs> yep. Just like leaving leaving those things to like their own devices. <laughs> uh, they they tried to attack at it, but it's an object, so just phases right through them. Hey, get over here, sharkmen. Yeah. To put it in perspective, you see like a large uh, sharkman skeleton going against a giant uh, skeleton, just decking it out, going back and forth, back and forth. Yep, and then uh, Eddie's going to let out uh, a uh, pair of Eddie blasts. <sighs> okay, you you hit you you, you hit. Um, uh, one thing I should know: as you uh, hit him, it doesn't appear that he's concentrating on anything. On what damage? Oh, he doesn't seem to be concentrating on anything. Does the necromancer does not appear to be concentrating on anything? It's, uh, for fifteen damage. So uh, I will go ahead and say, like uh, Gray. Where was the other bitch that summoned again? <laughs> where was the other bitch? <laughs> Just to clarify. Because I can actually see where they appeared on the map. Yeah, no, that's perfectly fine and reasonable for Eddie. It is, uh, if you zoom out uh, really far to uh, the north, you'll see my ping. Uh, oh, uh, is it this guy one over here? Yep, that is uh, the third skeleton that got summoned. <laughs> where, where, Where's the other bitch that got summoned? <laughs> uh, very, very good phrasing. Oh shit! Exactly one twenty feet. Yeah. Uh, keep in mind cover. That's it, though. Yeah, I'm. I'm not too worried about that. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's like uh, Eddie realizing that he doesn't seem to be concentrating on anything. It's like, wait, he did summon that thing all far away. <laughs> and going to see like he throws an Eddie blast at that to see if there's any difference. <laughs> that is a hit, and it is going to make a Constitution save for another reason. For fourteen force. Uh, got uh, a 10. Yeah, in which case, Eddie's going to call down to uh, uh, to Aluya and Petkins. Uh, hey, I think that skelly way up at the north is the one that's making Seer go all poof. <laughs> okay. Just FYI. And that'll end Eddie's turn. Good to know. Thank you. And I think with uh, that announcement, uh, uh, Phoenix will say, I think you know what you're talking about. You think you understand my craft? And uh, I, mean, I think I understand you're kind of a bitch. <laughs> you're a fool fighting a necromancer in a graveyard. But who is the fool here? As he begins to walk, says the guy that antagonized a graveyard with a tarask in it. I can't hear you. I'm going away. <laughs> As he goes north for some reason, shitballs. I don't like how he's uh, spaced out with everyone. Kind of being a dick to the necromancer. That, that was a lot of fiery words coming out of your mouth, young man. There, 80 feet away. Okay, let's make sure. Oh, oh fuck my life. Sorry, uh, all these uh, distances are really taking a toll on me. All right, I, I guess I'll just share the love here. Um, he is going to go half and half. Uh, two blasts at uh, Eddie and... Uh, Half cover for you, Eddie. God, I fucking hate his position. And for my vet, it's because it's on the incline that makes it weird. I'm just going to give him... 
Wait, which one's a plus five? Uh, 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 three, three quarters. quarters. Yep. He'll get three quarters. Get half, he gets three quarters. I'm going to start off with you, Eddie, really quick. Just uh, remember, uh, I'll see if it's automatically calculated, but you get half cover here. As uh, we see the green flames light up in his hand again, and again, they seem extremely powerful. Go with the, the first roll here to hit. Uh, let's see, just to make sure. The roll was 19. Okay, so plus two is enough to make that miss. All right. Yep. Oh, fuck my life. I just want to get one good hit. One good hit here. One more. One more. Oh, I'm just rolling like dog shit. Yeah, that's a that's a ten. Uh, remind me of uh, uh, Mavet's AC while I'm making these rolls. We're gonna add a plus five. Uh, Mavet's AC uh, for this uh, uh, for this attack is a twenty-two. Natural goddamn one. My fucking god. Keep in mind, he can make four of these, and if I never get a fucking hit off, I'm gonna show you guys. Okay, you said uh, what was the AC? Twenty-one. Twenty-two. 22 is just enough to hit. So out of the four strikes, one hits. Again, just to uh, flavor this up, we see uh, towards Eddie, like some of these blasts hitting uh, the giant skeleton, uh, debris, uh, hitting the dirt uh, buildup that was on the uh, slumbering uh, giant skeleton, uh, showering Eddie with soil. Then he starts to focus fire on Mavet. Uh, the first one, again, creates like a big hole in the uh, rock. The fourth one hits four. And I'll apply the damage, don't worry. Uh, for 34 uh, necrotic damage. Oh, sorry, I'm just uh, checking one thing real quick. But again, you got like, as you're looking at this, uh, you guys have been taking a smart approach. This guy can deal out some serious fucking damage. But you guys have been forcing him in the corner where he has to run. And just like most casters, uh, he does not want to get into close quarters combat with any motherfuckers. Um, he's going to order, uh, as a bonus action, he's going to order uh, both of his undead to attack here. Um, the third one can attack, so goes in for a bite and a claw. 11 for the first hit, misses. 23 for the second hit, uh, hits. And uh, the shark uh, skeleton is going after uh, the giant uh, soldier doing 11 slashing. All right. The uh, other one is going to attack the other skeleton doing the same thing. Okay. Claw is at a uh, 19, which is a hit 22 or sorry. The bite is at 19 with a hit. The claw, the 22, both of them doing damage. Yes. Uh, these uh, skeletons are really digging into these giants, but they are not. Uh, they're still stalwart. They're still sturdy. And I believe, yeah, this uh, the necromancer is all out of options. Um, that is the end of uh, his turn as he ponders escaping. We'll go over uh, the second lair action here. Okay, um, I believe the only person that this affects that's on the player side is Mavet. So, uh, uh, good old uh, Eddie, I'm gonna send uh, Mavet a uh, dexterity save. And I'm going to start dealing with all the monsters here. At advantage. Yes, it is at advantage. Thank you. Well, actually, no. Um, He uh, ran out of temporary HP. Yeah. Oh, poor buddy. Um, Actually, hang on. Let me add a little bit of health back to him. Uh, how much uh, uh, temporary HP was it again? 20. 20. Um, I'm going to add a plus 20 to his HP pool. Okay. But his temporary hit points is definitely out. Uh, you see all of uh, the skeletons that are in this uh, area of effect uh, begin to uh, make a shit ton of saves at once. Uh, both the 
uh, shark skeletons fail. Uh, the uh, the southern giant soldiers fail, while the northern ones uh, succeed. Okay, all of them involved take a uh, thirteen damage. Thirty save. He does succeed. Double check. Uh, dexterity uh, throw. Does it save or suck? Yeah. Okay, half damage. All right. You uh, take a half of uh, 13 Mavet. Please apply that to Mavet while I'm doing this with the other guys here. So uh, as uh, we see uh, the Trask begin to move, we see its claws furrow into the ground. And as it does, like its uh, miasma, black, smoke-esque uh, blood begins to pour into the cracks. And as it does so, we see that uh, all of these creatures within the magic sigil here uh, get affected by a multitude of uh, skeletal hands that raise from the ground as they are all restrained for the ones who failed. Yeah. And uh, that is the end of uh, the lair action. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the the poor fuckers to the south are doing a lot of the combat and getting a lot of the shit. Ma, that's like, eat my twig. <laughs> yeah, he's not restrained, not hurt. He's doing just fine. What is Ma Vet going to do? It's a... Uh... Bye bye. Is this like a is this like a rock that's like above Mavet or below Mavet, spatially speaking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one you're hovering. Yeah, that is a humongous fucking boulder. It 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 is fucking huge. Yes, it is above Mavet. Yep. Treat everything to uh, the north and especially the northwest as a sharp incline, while the south and uh, southeast is a sharp decline. All right. Uh, you know, Mavet will take. This gamble. Oh wait, these are these are huge size, correct? Yes, they are huge. Okay, cool. So you, you can run right through them. Yep. Yep. Because uh, well, that does have the movement for it. Perfectly fine. I'm gonna run right through the fucking things. Uh, please uh, narrate this for me. Yeah, I think like while well, they've just been suddenly like uh, restrained by like you know like these forces from underneath the ground, just like uh, actually I'm gonna make that cannon. It's like eat my twig. As Mavet just like starts running and then like slides underneath uh, one of the restrained creatures, like you know, like dipping through like uh, the the vines underneath it, and then like appearing on the other side. All right, and I assume he goes in for a couple attacks against this creature. It's, uh, on the the skelly down there, yes, because he heard Eddie saying that it was causing a problem, and he would probably, I would at least assume, a hundred percent. All right, now I think I saw that. You'd actually like programmed an attack for the astral strikes. Um, and concentration is broken with this attack here, making sure that the damage is proper here. It appears he rolled a one d six plus four. That sounds about right. Rolled a two, got got a two. Yeah, rolled a two, got a plus four. Okay, that seems correct for his uh, unarmed strikes, uh, considering uh, his dip off the top of my head. Uh. It should be it should be a one d six plus wisdom. Yes, and it was a one d six plus four. I wisdom yes, plus. so that's accurate. But uh, yes, Mavet, uh, you see that the concentration was broken for the spell. It appears that the necromancer has some sort of ability to shift off concentration, which again is a horrible fucking revelation. The idea of a spellcaster being able to concentrate on multiple spells. Fuck that shit. That is a twenty. That damage. As a perfect hit. It's like yeah, after he's like slid down, like like seeing like it's like like slid underneath the one creature, like you know, like peering him back up on the other side, just like uh looking, just like uh I'm sorry, but Eddie said that you were a bitch. Not realizing it was directed at somebody else. Uh, 
and like you know, like makes one smoky punch that breaks concentration like you know, like like a well I can't really imagine like actually like dealing with the brain because there's not a brain or anything like that I'm <laughs> it's like a, you know actually it's probably more like the smoke is actually disrupting the energy flow around it that is <laughs> resulting in the broken concentration there you go uh, but then you know like a not fully well versed in like like uh, magical effects just like just keeps punching at it <laughs> it's like uh for as it actually gets he gets to make one more hit uh, hmm. as i'm not gonna have him use his all his keys straight away <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, uh 20 okay. hit that is a definite hit for eight force <laughs> how is it destroyed okay yeah it's just like it's just like a, you know, like a, like really invested in like you know like a, taking down this one thing that was like being a real promise. It was like bam, bam, and then bam, and then probably even still like like with the last bam, just like you know like throwing the two like smoky fists together until they form one, and then like smashing all the way down on, like uh, in like one bend finale until the thing literally crushes to dust. <laughs> all right, and that takes uh, takes care of this monster. It is now dead. Uh, is that the end of uh, Mavet's turn here? Uh, Mavet will actually take one more risk here because uh, he really only spent uh, 40 feet of his movement. And even at disadvantage, he doesn't know if these things have multi-attack. Or did they have multi-attack? Like, did he notice them like making multiple yes. attacks? Yeah, he noticed that they made multiple attacks. Okay, yeah, he's, he's going to move five feet, uh, five feet more away. He'll <laughs> uh, take an attack of opportunity on you. At disadvantage. Yep, disadvantage. Eh, it's not worth it. Yeah, just go with the sword. We see, like, the sword coming in here. It's uh, holding it with both hands for uh, 1d10. Yes, uh, it does miss its attack. Anything else? Like, does, like, ending his turns, like, you know, like, putting up both of his middle twigs. <laughs> and also just gets him just out of the range of the circle, so. <laughs> All right. Uh, Seer, would you like to keep controlling uh, the dumb bird? I am controlling the dumb bird. Well, that's why I'm just going to move 30 feet, point my finger at the naughty mage, and cast Hypnotic Pattern. Oh, God. Are you within range? That's all I needed to do to move. I just had to move into range. Okay. Yeah, you will make that safe. Um... Which means I'll drop concentration on what's happening with Seer. Oh, I thought you already did uh, drop concentration. I apologize. No, I didn't, but I, it, it's basically what I was going to do. But that's okay. It works concentration and uh, I need to see that uh, I could just make the saving throw here well it's only gonna be affecting one creature well it's a radius that's what I love about it uh that's a wisdom saving throw what's his okay 16 this guy will save and try to make it against uh, 16 here okay yeah that's oh good that was a good one yeah unless there's any bullshit I can't do bullshit with this character I think I'm I think I'm out of range <laughs> to do anything, so... Just wanted to clarify. Yep, uh, anything else Peckins does during his turn? Nope, I might just do it again later. Yeah, it's gonna move on. Go to Seer. What does Seer do? Uh, you see that this this necromancer is particularly uh, eyeing you up. Not only are you Janasi, but you try to attack him as a fucking T-Rex. Uh, you have a number of crimes against him. Whatever you do, make it a good move. Hmm. Asking the one person that's terrible yeah, at the I game. Yeah, I know. I, I just want to give you a heads up. Uh, there might be a little focus fire on you. Well, I have no spells. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was going to say, it's, you don't need an insight check or anything like that. You can literally see the burning coals in his head staring at you. Hackins! <laughs> no, I was just going to be like, just staring and going like, well, it's nice to see that there is another like me, but you're different. What the hells are you doing? Why are you def defying Infernalex? What are you doing? Help! The only person I help is myself and the people that are willing to aid me into creating something beyond your comprehension. Fucking traitor. And he spits right into the river and we see it sizzle. Oh, let me clean that up for you. <laughs> as I will throw an acid splash on him. Yeah, um, as you do an acid splash, uh, something to keep in mind, and this is just a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge on who this could be. Uh, you see that one side of his uh, face is a little droopy and pale compared to uh, the other. Even with like uh, this bone, you see like a remnants of scale and skin from uh, one uh, one set of its eyes. But uh, yes, acid splash. So I know who it is, basically, right? No, not not you. No, no one at this table. This is a wink, wink, nudge, nudge to uh, earlier in this uh, ca way earlier in this campaign. Uh, yeah, go right ahead. Um, whatever you're gonna do, let's see it. DC should be, as far as I remember, eighteen. Yeah. Eighteen. As much as I remember. Uh, 11. And it hits his face. And you hear him just shriek, Not again! <laughs> First the fucking dwarf, now... Ah! Acid! Why is it always the face? Yes, why is it always the face? Let me make sure the bonus is occurring. <laughs> no, that's 8 acid plus 5. Okay. 8 plus 5. Got you. Let's do... Yeah, let's... The eight was already applied. Let's add the uh, plus five. Uh, he does not appear bloodied yet, but then again, uh, he has not been uh, hit too many times. But you guys have been making him back up. Um, is there anything else you'd like to do? Yes. So that I'm continuously the tank, because I didn't forget my job, I will approach him. Oh my god, you crazy bastard. Seer the tank. You, well, make it known that you got out of the area of effect for the lair actions you're outside of the sigil. All right, anything else you'd like to do? Nope, that's pretty much it. I'm just now approaching this terrifying person. It's like, now he's in there. I I am so sorry, but I'm going to double down. No, I'm not hold my punches either. A legend, uh, legendary action. After receiving acid to the face, after you denying him, essentially your, your mere presence is... Mocking his magical prowess as his banishment was cancelled. And just to learn that his kin is actively trying to attack him. You send him into a rage as he points a finger at you. I need you to make a save. What save is the question? Oh, you're gonna see. As he casts Finger of Death. What's beautiful is that I think the temp HP transfers over still. The temp HP that you did receive does... Uh, go over. Um, I, what was uh, just to clarify? How much was it? Twenty. I was untouched. Yeah. Please add on that twenty. Sounds good. All right. What's the save? I assume Constitution. I also do have Bless. So I'm gonna throw that on there. Yes, ma'am. Uh, you actually have two D four, I believe. Oh my gosh, natural one. Okay, we're gonna go with the damage here. Uh, so, any? No, hold on. Any bullshit? It's like. This is actually this is actually a situation where it's like uh, uh, I've been holding on to a, a D twenty advantage. Uh, <laughs> I think this is the appropriate time to. It, not get it is the uh, uh, it is the appropriate time. 
Um, please roll once more, Seer, and take uh, the better result. Thank you, Mega. In with the save. Regardless of what you get, I'm gonna gonna roll that damage just to see how bad it was. Well, I I think it's still half damage still, but uh, on a success, yes, it is. But it's still. I was funny. I was trying to be like badass and immediately yep. fingered to death. Every time you try to, <laughs> you watch it. If it's another natural one, I'm gonna I'm gonna laugh and we just accept it. Yeah, there we go. 27. All right, we're gonna go with half damage here. Applies properly. 78 plus 30. Uh, please deduct 30 for uh from yourself. Okay, yes, I got you. I'm falling now. Yes. Um, I kind of want to imagine you, 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 and pointing at you, uh, we see that sickly green flame, uh, just like a flickering flame, just dance towards you. And as it touches you, I want to imagine like whatever sheen. Uh, whatever magical sheen that Aluya put over all of you guys just gets eaten away and it begins to decay at your flesh until you see like a, a bit of your finger bone. And unfortunately, that is the end of that legendary action. And with the saves here, Aluya, this guy's bad news if he stays up. They're fighting each other. Uh, Seer's gonna. That was like a little tickle you did to Seer. Uh, she's gonna come punch you in the face next. Um, Eddie's also gonna unload your face, and then Mavet, Mavet doing, Mavet's way over. Okay, I feel like I'm so far away. You are. You're incredibly far away. <laughs> I. You've been turtling this whole time. <laughs> I have. Um, let's see how far I can get. I don't want to be in range of anything. You know what? Just because I haven't done anything in a long while. Uh, I calculated he's 140 feet from me. Is he? Uh-huh. Are you 100% certain? Oh, wait, well, can I see him from where I am? Is that... Uh, if you can see him on the map with your token selected, then yes, you can see him. The, okay, then yeah. I just don't believe you have clear line of sight of him. Meaning if you do ranged attack, he might get... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He will. Um, can I fireball him? Nothing's stopping you. I mean, if I can see him, right? What's the distance on a fireball? 150. You can pick a point within range without hurting us here. Oh yeah, most definitely. I want nothing to hit Seer. Uh, so you're definitely going in for a, a fireball, Adam. Uh, please uh, spend that uh, spell slot, and I'll tell you what happens. I'm walking. Um, as you cast fireball, uh, I just for shits and gigs, cause uh. A seer is immune to fire. I, I kind of want to imagine it hits at the center of the river, causing a shit ton of st uh, steam flickering at both of them. As you cast this fireball, he takes no damage as he is immune to fire. Well, I wasn't done yet, my dude. Okay. Gonna if you're going to transmute it, point. you know what? I, 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 I believe in you that you'd be smart enough for that. Can fire Phoenix. Like, I know I'm a dunce. But she's Louise. Oh, the fire phoenix. The fire phoenix. I think fire's effective. <laughs> Obviously fire. <laughs> I don't even care that Seer's immune. I don't want no debris, no nothing hitting her. That that's per that's perfectly fine. Um uh, I'm just gonna call it Seer, prepare yourself! It's going to get really loud. <laughs> oh my god. I gave you a heads up. Block your ears. Um, 
reaction, like, just cover her ears. Like... Wanda, use that reaction. Uh, now I only have one sorcery point left. Okay, so you're going to switch over the damage type to thunder, then maximize the damage? Correct. Okay. That's a dangerous fireball. That was the force damage, right? Thunder? Thunder is thunder damage, but it's still very effective damage. So yeah, basically, Gray, you're rolling to see if he takes 48 or 24. Yeah, this one. And what's your uh, save, uh, DC? All right, so then that's a DC 17. Oh my god, you did full damage. Um, I'll take it. What was the damage? Uh, 40? 48. Okay, I'll take that 48 damage. Please narrate the blow for me. Do massive damage and bloody him. Okay, so I really want to help out my teammates, and I also just don't want to get hit with anything. But I don't like where Seer is, but I know Seer doesn't like to hear the booming sounds. So I give her my, my warning, and I was like, all right, let's see what I can do. And I'm just going to make my spear disappear, and I'm gonna clap my hands together, and instead of the fireball, this wave of force just kind of shoots out past everyone and hits him head on, and then shoots out of him. Ah! Yeah, full metal alchemist style, love that. Oh, oh hey, here's my thing. And, like, we see, like, a chunk of his flesh get removed uh, is, like, a block of cinder and ash exploding off of him. I'm going to move a little bit over here. Fight me! Fight me! I'm good where I am. Don't worry. You're dealing with me. Um, does that end your turn? Yeah. Okay, in between turns, he's going to use his fi uh, final legendary action. Kind of a bitch. No. As he does a ranged, uh, uh, a ranged spell attack here. Green flames lick his wrists. He gets an 18. Holy shit! Any bullshits here? Gonna hurt? Nope. You're the frontline tank. As you take, oh, you lucky girl. 16 damage. It already applied to you. Beautiful. Another flame uh, bursts outward towards you. It uh, again eats at your flesh, and you see more of your bone. I would imagine two of your fingers are fully bone now. Eddie, you see this guy can do some nasty damage, and he's been attacking your friend here. You're not sure how much longer she can stand being the tank before she's down. It's like our tank's looking pretty rough, guys. It, it's going to be rough when it gets to his turn, as he has no one else to target at the moment. Oh. He's lack of options for targeting actions. Alright, so Eddie's just gonna fly over here. Yes, flying. The, then then Riv similarly is going to to because we, we basically I just keep like uh, getting like a uh, closer and closer <laughs> to the best of my ability. <laughs> You're doing good. You're doing good. The, and then uh, I'm going to do the Eddie blast. <laughs> okay. Please, God, give me something to work with. You have clear line of sight, by the way. Uh, a 20 to hit? Is that correct? Yep. I got fucking nothing. This is bullshit. <laughs> yes, you hit. Oh, All right. Fuck me. Uh, so first hit uh, is uh, six force and four bludgeoning. That is, it hits. Are uh, you pushing them back? Uh, uh, I'll push them. It's like... Uh, at least this first one. It's like, uh, I'll, I'll do it the full 10 feet. Uh, okay, 10 feet. It's, uh, and then blast number two. 
Play 28 oh, to hit. Oh my fucking god. Yes, it hits. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Good. Oh my god. For another 12. Yeah, he is bloodied. He is definitely bloodied. And then I'm using my bonus action to do a quickened Eddie Blast. Okay. Turning up the heat because, uh, again, Seer looks hurt. <laughs> yep. Come on, just roll low for me, Eddie. That's all I'm asking. Just roll a little low. Ugh, 27, 27. Definite, definite hit. Damage slide. <laughs> Fully but surely. And last one. 19. You will shield that one, you <laughs> son of a bitch. You've been waiting so long for this. Yes. Yes, I have. You will shield. Go. Unfortunately, it does nothing else but stop one attack. So his hand raises up and whacks one of your smoky uh, blasts out of the way. But uh, please narrate to the audience a little bit about your location, because you're in a pretty scenic location, flying 30 feet up above a river. Or I should say yeah, a small it's like pond, a like. You know, like just getting away from the very clearly magical ceiling circle, just like starts moving his way, uh, his way westward, away from the hill. And it's just like, uh, it's like, oh, there is a nice river down here. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually kind of a shame that it's uh, right next to a uh, an undead terrace graveyard. Mm-hmm. So it's like turn around the corner, just like uh, like a fires four eddy blasts, and then like you know, like the first three hit, it's like, uh, but then get blocked by the last one. Yeah. I th- I think that's it for Eddie. Gets to the Necromancer, and good work on you, my man. You uh, you really showed this motherfucker how it goes. As his shield goes away, walk back into position here, going, standing directly across from Seer. And I think he might say something along the lines of, uh, I think this is where it ends. I think I'm willing to turn a blind eye to your treachery. Die, traitor. And he will split off his attacks two and two. Let's do Seer first, then we're going to deal with Eddie. I believe Eddie, you're still flying, and want to make sure before I start doing bullshit here. Let's do Seer first. Sorry, Seer. Why are you apologizing? I'm perfectly you fine. Have, you guys just have no idea. Because I've been rolling like shit. But That's this a guy miss. Can, yeah, this guy can do some serious shit here. Let's do one more. It's here. Ugh, lucky duck. You know what? Animate this up for me. How are you dodging these flats? <laughs> First a 14, then an 11. <laughs> How are you dodging these blasts? And keep in mind, they are destructive. They're exploding. They're just essentially shooting cannonballs at you of magical force. Like, what's happening here? Very much Seer just kind of like sees these things fly, but they're not like dramatically dodging. What's happening is very much... The only thing I could think of, because let's be honest, Seer's really much a sitting duck. They're not aerobat, you know, acrobatic or any way. My interpretation is that Seer's getting into his head. And he's, and basically the idea is that it's like, I am exactly the thing that makes you crawl under your skin. I am the very thing that so many of us fear. In your case, though, you just were on the wrong side of betrayal. If I can't hurt you, then I'll hurt your friend. And he aims a hand at Eddie. The first one missed. The second one is a 26, Eddie. Do you have any bullshit for that? Well, now that I'm in range, I can still rebarbs it. Ooh, 22. Uh, it'll still hit, but I'll also get myself advantage. Yes, sir. Uh, don't you still have advantage on everything? So, Well, not on everything. Uh, on all your attack rolls, I should say. 
on all my attack rolls, but I also don't know if he's about to impose any like uh, saving throws I'll have to make. <laughs> Let's go with uh, the uh, damage first. I also don't know how much damage this will do, so I might lose my advantage. <laughs> uh, 30. It does 30. I'll apply that damage unless you have anything for that. So, no, I don't have anything against necrotic damage. Damage here. It is a devastating blow. You mind actually uh, narrating this uh, damage here as it tears through your temporary hit points and digs deep at you? It uh, is like Eddie's just like flying over, like uh, hadn't like done his best. It's like it's like uh, well, that was pretty pretty. And then <laughs> like suddenly like the 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 greenish like uh, evil flame just like flies and it's like oh no, <laughs> it's, uh, as it like blasts into him and actually probably even like uh, like uh, tears a bit at his like his clothes. Albeit the <laughs> not that they were like particularly fancy to begin with, but um, it's a. Uh, and like maybe even like partially like you know like the smoke around him like tried to like suppress it a bit, but it's still like a hit like hitting him with like a obviously a lot of force if it deal, dealt thirty damage. Uh. Hmm. I kind of want to imagine like uh, the the one missed uh, shot. Uh, you didn't dodge. I want to imagine it was your Echo Knight Riv uh, slashing through one of the attacks and redirect. Boosh! Dragon Ball Z style. The second one he wasn't uh, fast enough to defend. Um. Okay. Uh, bonus action. We're going to deal with uh, the people on the board. In fact, I'm going to deal with uh, motherfuckers first. It is the uh, shark's turns. Quick. Oh, uh, first one is a hit. The claw. Followed by a slash. All right. Again, like this battle is happening in the background here as you guys uh, slipped away. Uh, what, again, would have been a hell of a lot worse if uh, if you guys didn't take the tactics you took or took the risks that you guys took up uh, trying to get here as early as possible. Ends the Necromancer's turn as we go with Lair action. Uh, with the Lair action, what do we have here uh, for the third Lair action? Um, is there any living creatures? Okay, um, just out of curiosity with Mavet, did you use up all of his movement? Uh, did I use up all of his movement? Yeah, just out of, uh, out of uh, curiosity. Uh, yeah, I used all of his movement because he had to go through three squares of a huge creature <laughs> to go underneath it. So, um, unfor- yeah, unfortunately, like I mentioned before, I'm using the uh, token at the center for uh, the radius for these uh, actions, and he's still just a hair in. I will need Mavet to make me a wisdom saving throw. I'll offer you the roll. No damage is going to be additional effect. Uh, funnily enough, uh, the undead Trask begins to howl, and all of the undead on the field right now look a hell of a lot more powerful, as if they have advantage on their attack rolls and saving throws. But uh, towards Mavet, he got 24. Um, he was almost scared by this creature, but he is not. Uh, nothing too significant with that one, but I will quickly go over the rolls here. Um, let's talk about Mavet's situation as these creatures are going to go to the closest enemy. Yeah, that would be Mavet in both cases. Though they can't really fit to get flanking or anything. However, are they the closest enemy close to the Tarrasque? Uh, define what you mean, and I might, I might be willing to uh, swing with you here. Let me move them back. Tell me. Well, yeah, the idea here is that, like, you know, like, these creatures were summoned in order to keep people from, like, uh, getting closer. And at least last I checked, Mavet was, like, specifically moving out of the area. Who was moving out? Mm, it's a bit of a stretch, because the way I've been running this is that they just attack the closest creature. Uh, but 
but you are moving away. Tell you what, odds or evens? Even. Okay. Evens, they won't pursue Mavet. Um, I, I should specify. On evens, that is uh, the way that these creatures function, is they will only attack if you uh, come closer to uh, the Tarrasque. On odds, it's just the nearest creature, and in this scenario, the nearest creature would be Mavet. That is evens. Uh, these ones are still in active combat since these uh, creatures are very close to uh, the Tarrasque. Quickly make the rolls. Four of these. Uh, Mavet, it is your turn. You've uh, seen a pattern that uh, this this necromancer likes to act quickly after Mavet to sneak in as much bullshit as he can. So, well, I already figured out that I'll have to... Uh, yeah, so Mavet is going to use his bonus action and a key point to use uh, Step of the Wind. Yep. Uh, keep in mind, the water is uh, difficult terrain unless uh, any of his monk abilities deal with running across water. As far as I know, he could run across water. Well, he's not at the level to run across water. The thing, though, is that uh, Step of the Wind also doubles one's jumping speed. Or not jumping speed, but like a jumping movement. Yeah, uh, all right. Awesome. So he can literally jump across the water. <laughs> yep. Okay. So long as he can do it, it looks like uh, about 15, maybe 13 is the length of that river. It should be enough. So uh, he does he make that 16 jump. With an eight, uh, with a strength of eight. <laughs> Lucky bastard. If I would have made that slightly bigger, he would have been fucked. Oh, God, you're coming right up to him. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't like this, actually. Uh, did he use Eat up his all butt. of his actions getting there? Out of curiosity, asking for a friend? No, he only had to use his bonus action. Yeah, no, I'm not liking that. that that's not cool. Uh, dick move, Mega. Uh, dick move. Kick him in the knees. Mess him up in the balls or the throat to that eyes. What did I ever do to you? And there's just a bunch of flashbacks of everything Pectins has said in this very (laughs) voice. (laughs) Calling him a dumb bird. Nothing but nice. Wow. I'm going to do a flavor shield. I'm not actually spending my reaction, but I want to imagine like uh, he tries to do shield and it just smashes right through it, shattering it. Uh, Give me a little bit of the flavor here. Well, the thing is, like, because uh, you know what? This is actually as good a time as any to see if we can pull this off. Uh, I'm also going to force him to make a con save, as I am going to attempt a stunning strike him. Yeah, I'm going to say no, but I'm going to humor you. Uh, what's his uh, DC? Uh, It should be 16. Okay, so I meet. Yeah, it's, uh, then he's going to make a second punch because he still has a punch. It's like I will flavor it after the two things. Uh. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys are just destroying this motherfucker. Ugh. 14 is definitely not a hit. Actually, that was like an impressively low D20. Yes, <laughs> so, it was. Man, it's like a Mavet just like a, like coming in. It's like you know, just like a, like speeding like you know like across. It's like it's like a, wait, does anybody hear that? And it's just like a Mavet like you know like a, a flying tree. It's like you know like probably even like propelled a bit by like. A, uh, by the smoke that like in, uh, fills his body until he like a uh, like lands like you know, like right near him just like and as you said like you know, like he tends to a shield it's like wait what the and then like the huge astral arm just like punches right through the shield like right in his nose. It, if I may add a little bit more flavor to that, I imagine with his astral arms, the smoke, we see like uh, the like in the smoke of the arm, the visage of a uh, of a certain drug dealer that looks like Owen Wilson. Um, that got destroyed and turned to ash. 
uh, assisting with this attack within the smoke of the arms, basically making the motion. Then, like, uh, in another one of the arms, we see, like, the visage of a baby's face, crying, then laughing after each punch. <laughs> Macabre as that sounds. Uh, anything else? That, uh, no, that'll be it from Abed. He's used all of his actions. <laughs> He's gonna deal... Uh, the phoenix is gonna deal with the asshole right in front of him as uh, he is going to make a melee attack against uh, Mavet. Uh, instead of uh, the energy shooting out for a ranged uh, spell attack, we see both of his hands uh, glowing uh, with uh, gre- green flames, almost emulating uh, the talons of a, uh, a dragon. And he goes in for the attack against Mavet here, which uh, doesn't seem as powerful as his ranged attacks, almost like uh, being in close quarters isn't the best for him. Even with that lucky roll. Uh, he rolled uh, 26 to hit. Unless there's any bullshit, I'm going to go with the damage. So 26 will hit. Mavet doesn't have anything for that. Oh, jeez. Oh, God, a surprising amount of damage, actually. <laughs> with uh, 19 uh, uh, damage, which has been applied. Uh, Mavet is looking bloodied, though. He is on par with uh, uh, the uh, Phoenix. Okay. Above table, I just wanted to make sure he couldn't use his ranged attacks without taking a penalty. Yeah, no, you you did really fucking good. That pisses me off because uh, his, his melee attack is weaker than his ranged attack, which he can keep spitting across the board. You did really fucking good. Acted. Um, dumb bird, we doing you, dumb bird? Help! Help you, dumb bird! The places are you doing? Do it, Peckins. Do it, Peckins. Get him, Peckins. Hold on, there. You might love this idea. Let me just move Peckins there. Slowly walks closer. As they Does are... he betray Eddie? Shoot him a couple times in the back? <laughs> 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 this is the betrayal I've been waiting for. <laughs> no, but here's what I think they'll do. I think this would be the most humorous thing, because I think Peckins has a stark sick humor. Repeat after me. Fuck you. As they turn Seer into a T-Rex again. Yeah. Very much like just... That he tried so hard to get rid of this T-Rex. Now imagine a T-Rex coming back, and that's the it's a molten T-Rex that's about to eat him. Okay, hang on. What the fuck just happened? Uh, what, 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 are you, what were you saying? I kind of blacked out there. Okay, you polymorph yourself? No, I polymorph... Yeah, I polymorph Seer. Oh, you do? Jesus. You within 60 feet? That's why I moved again. Oh, we see a shit ton of uh, uh, quill or feathers get ripped from uh, Ekin's body. And in a tornado-esque fashion, go towards Seer and inject into her, much like uh, her syringes, as your back is filled with feathers and you polymorph. I don't think you need to pull the T-Rex out again, but very much the T-Rex. What I will do, though, is that I will have the giant T-Rex walk behind them. They're big. Um, and that's the end of Peckin's turn. Is that correct? Seer? Before your turn, you're gonna hate me. Go you're for gonna it. Hate me. I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> he sees a fucking dinosaur. I mean, the thing is, if he burns his spell slots, it's this mode of like, he's gonna be screwed no matter what. Yeah, keep in mind, because of the positions you guys have been pu- uh, pushing him in, he can't do that arcane burst, like, consistently. Because he can do it a total of, uh, four. he can do it a total of seven times. 
like throughout an entire round, and you guys have been forcing them to take other options besides focus solely on damage. Um, can't. Okay, uh, make me a Christmas saving throw and tell me if you get DC 15 or higher. And as he says, no, you don't, as you begin to grow in size. I mean, I'm cool with that. It's a fail, but... Oh, no. But the thing is, I'm totally fine with that because very much it made him turn his priorities up a threat immediate. And I think now he's like desperate. But now we have Aluya and Eddie to finish him off. It, it looks like he can't banish again. <laughs> just to just to give you that. But again, it's a small, like, flickering green flame that goes up against the Tyrannosaurus Rex and makes it poof. But that said, that's the end of my turn. It is Aluya's. Oh, no, Seer. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to go back to where I was. I can see him from there. <laughs> I'm going to take a drink from my hip. Pop mm-hmm. off the cork. Make my spear go away again. All right. No warning this time. Good. I'm going to fireball again and with my last sorcery point, transmute it to thunder damage. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so, yeah, break break down exactly what you're doing here. And uh, uh, Mega, uh, DC for concentration for this. Uh, Always DC 10 minimum. Uh, then it... But otherwise, it's half of whatever the damage was. It's, uh... Okay, what, what exactly are you doing? Because you can't maximize damage again, can you? Just uh, changing it so it's effective? Oh, I can, because the first one was from my Destructive Wrath. The second one that I'm doing now is from the drink. The potion. <laughs> that might be the potion I was thinking about uh, a while ago. Oh, potion of maximum damage? Yes. Oh, maximum damage? Holy shit. How would I ever give you something like that? I don't know, but you did. Thank you. Regurts. So that means then that's going to be 48 damage or 24 on a save. Wait, All right, let, let me, me see that. This is yeah, hang last. on, let, let, me, let me double check that item before you get carried away here. I don't know why I rolled that, but... But I think this guy is royally screwed. Well, first, let me make that dexterity save. Uh, flavor this up as I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not trying to hit my vet... Hey, go away, little box. A natural fucking one. No, <laughs> th- this is the point. Th- this is why I've been saving it for. Um, as this uh, ball comes in, uh, well, describe the flavor and I'll tell you what happens. Uh, again, like I said, I, I moved back to my original position. I got my little potion on the side that we got. Pop mm-hmm. off the cork, chug it down. Tear's not here anymore, so I don't have to give any warning. Um, again, you see my hands come together and it starts to form like fire, but it quickly dissipates and like a wave when I clap, it shoots out past everyone. And once it hits the point where I want, it's going to condense and you're going to see like this little force ball and it's going to shoot out and thunderous boom. <laughs> boom. And seeing this in an act of defiance, he raises up his hand in a green flame like shield covers his body as he uses his one and only legendary resistance on a fucking save or half damage. Bullshit. Yep. That is it. As uh, how much damage does he take? 24. Is it 24? But upcast that. Uh, he looks like uh, he probably won't survive the next round and he might do something desperate. Um, he does save on the constant. Yeah, he does save on the uh, concentration check. 
No, that was my movement by bonus action. That was all of it. Um, Eddie, you're floating in the air. He's taking deep breaths. Um, he's taking uh, deep breaths. If you let it get to his turn, something might happen. He, look, I'm gonna be perf- I'm gonna be perfectly frank. He does look like he is dying. I'm not sure if you can end him on your turn. Or there might be potential, but if you let it get to his turn, he might do something. You know what? Um, I'll just go out and say it, Eddie. Like uh, before your turn, it seems like he is uh, casting a spell. And again, it's not going to happen in between your turns or anything since he is the next person in line. But it looks like he, with the way he's shifting his eyes and being outnumbered, uh, he's going to try to escape. Yeah, you know, the thing is, is that like you know, like ultimately, Eddie doesn't really have anything that can stop an escape, especially if it's just. Say, like, for example, uh, like uh, anything like, you know, more potent than a uh, because, like, for example, like Dimension Door, like, you know, it just doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, mouse hovering over uh, a spell with two D's in the name, waiting, waiting. Uh, Eddie is then still going to you know, keep moving forward regardless. And same thing with, uh, so with Smokey Eddie. Mm-hmm. And. We're just going to push for the Eddie Blast and hope for the best. I think as you approach, I think he might say something along the lines of, What? You think you can do anything, a mere otter? I am going to become more than what you can handle. I'll become a god. Seems like a common theme of something you've heard before. A certain uh, elf who said the same thing. Slime boy. You cannot stop me. You know, if I had a nick, if I had a copper for every time I heard an overlong god speech, I'd be even richer than I already am. <laughs> you have a job position open. We open. <laughs> hang on, can we can we open up a negotiation here? I'm I'm badly hurt. Do you have a well-paying job? <laughs> Capitalism wins the day again. The position's already been filled. Remember? Shit. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, using my. Silvery Barb's advantage since I haven't been yep. exposed to any saves recently. Yep. Oh my god. Beautiful. Nat 20. Oh my god. I can't stop that. Oh yeah. The first one was a natural 20. Mm-hmm. Oh. For 22 force. Or I guess, no, 18 force and 4 bludgeoning. Uh. Half of his body gets destroyed. I think he with one good leg is standing opposed to you, saying, I am the Iron Drake. Gideon will not fall. And it looks like uh, another good blow like that might finish his combat. Well, I'm not going to count on another critical, but... (laughs) But, you know, might be enough points to take them down. God. What is the total for that? 19? Oh, yeah. Reaction, baby. Doing that shield. I am going to give... Eddie, my inspiration for paying me back. Yeah, you had an inspiration? I've been holding on to this since a while. Is this a D20 inspiration or uh I was saving it for like a disintegration. Yeah, um again, the other one was fairly potent. Um uh, see the roll. Aww. Uh, well, it still triggered right the reaction. There. Yeah. It still triggered that reaction. He did cast a shield. I wonder if I could burn my other thing. I wonder if I have a D6 inspiration. It doesn't look like he can do this again. Uh, I am going to then uh, 
because I still have the points. Because uh, I, 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 I tanked my level two spell slot so I could have sorcery points for this fight. Yep. Uh, <laughs> there you go. So, so I am going to quicken spell and make two more attacks. 21. Oh my god, yes. By one. You got that hit. It goes through the shield. For 10 force. Oh my god. Uh, he is struggling to stand. Come on. God damn it. <laughs> 19. Fuck my life. If only you can do your Echo Knight abilities. Yeah, it doesn't work for range attacks. And I don't think anybody was holding on to a, uh, uh, a D6, so... Let me... I'm trying to look through my character sheet. I wrote it somewhere. If I did or not, let me double check. All right, then. And that's it. He gets to live another day. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not, because... Oh, no, it's his turn next. No, I know, I know. Maybe not, though, <laughs> because it's very much like if he's on his last legs, his body ripped apart, he's not going to live long. Uh, before I get crazy here, uh, what's the distance for uh, Peckins between uh, him and uh, uh, the Necromancer? Looks like 70. Let me double check, though. Mm. Yep, 70. Although, that's why I'm saying I'm not too worried about him escaping, because the problem is he's out of resources. We really could just hunt him down. He got in here by luck. So him getting out is not likely. Thinking for rule of cool. And just because we're off by 10, let's move this little guy 10 feet closer. Hey. So Eddie's 19 did not hit? Not hit. Even if it broke the shield the first time? Well, shield lasts until the beginning of your next turn. Um. And if I say break, I meant more towards flavor. Got it. Um, but yes, it is... Uh, the necromancer's turn as he looks around and just goes, Uru the day you fought me. And he will do a dimension door, which is a fourth level spell. Peckins is going to use his reaction and do what a good abjur uh, abjuration uh, caster is going to do. Cast ca uh, counter spell on this. Um, if the casting spell is fourth level or higher, make an ability check using your spell casting ability. The DC is 10 plus the spell's level. Honestly, if you he'd go high. If you want to have the honors here, make me a roll for Peckins. It just needs to be 14 or higher. I mean, I could roll, but I think Peckins has the spell slots to just upcast it. He does. So I think me. he. Yeah, you he's got me. upcast it. To, I think fifth level would be the best option. Uh, wouldn't matching it do just fine? Yeah, but the thing is, I can't predict the spell, so I'm thinking Peckins is like sitting there, go like, I ain't letting you escape, and so just casting higher. Re re our previous conversation in a completely. <laughs> that I I'm fairly certain that uh, the reaction happens after the triggering spell, and they can predict the level. It's fine. I'm not going to shortchange you here. Does that fourth uh, fourth level? Thank you for catching me on that. Uh. You want to flavor this up, actually? Good old uh, Seer? Sure. This is going to be this moment where he says, like, you'll rue the day. And then when you see the dimension door, a quill simply just flies into the door first, making it just simply short and make the spell fail. As you see Peckins not even saying a word, they just make the smuggest face to this person. No, I like, feel like he does say something, and it's very uh, simple. Like, as he locks the door with the feather, you dumb bird. Is something very simple as that, you dumb bird. As he locks the door before uh, Gideon can use it, and he cannot. He's fucked. What did you do? What did you do? 
If you don't mind, I'm going to skip over the Tarrasque's turn since uh, it'll just stop combat here. Or uh, slow down combat here. Yeah, let's get right to the good shit, Mavet. Uh, I feel so bad that Mavet's not here to actually yeah. be the one to do it. <laughs> yeah, the finishing blow. Well, hopefully the finishing blow, because, yeah. there, you know. <laughs> there's a good fucking chance this is going to be the finishing blow. AC is 15. See it. 22 is a hit. hit. That damage. Five damage. He's almost there. Punch him again. Punch him again. Seer is still banished. End it. End it now, Mavet. I mean, there is also a version of this story where I want the lawyer to be eaten by the T-Rex while on the toilet, but... <laughs> I mean, if he breaks concentration, it, that'd be the funny moment. Get 27 to hit for 7 force. <sighs> Did he just explode into a pile of blood? Yes! That was the exact amount of HP he had of... Just flavor it up. What happened? Honestly, I think because like uh, because like the two smoky boys are like so close to the vicinity, just uh, just like the the smoky astral arms, just like you know, like feel empowered, and it's like they punch the first like a first one like you know, like straight in the gut, like it's still not done, but then like a suddenly like all the smoke in the area starts billowing over closer and closer to Malvet, and just like making one this bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> And then smash. Yep. Smash. And the smoke covers the screen. And the combat is over. Thank you guys so much for sticking with me until the end here. All right. And that will end our session. This has been House Common Blood. The intro and outro music is Oh My Dog by Savik. And any other music and sound effects used in the episode are royalty free. Credits can be found in the episode description. Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you happen to be using. And if you like us, tell other people. Word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us. Eolus guide you.